106 miles to Chicago. We got a full tank of gas, half a pack of cigarettes. It's dark, and we're wearing sunglasses. Hit it. Began to freak. They started cursing and began to shout and said quite rudely as the boss threw me out. You need a mask. I need a COVID mask. A COVID mask. It seemed a lot to ask. To wear a mask. To do a simple task. Put on a mask. I need a COVID mask. Made it mandatory almost every place that we can't be seen unless we hide our face. I can't even leave my humble abode without something covering my mouth and nose. We need a mask. We need a COVID mask. A COVID mask. It seems a lot to ask. To wear a mask. Can't even mow my grass. Without a mask. Without a COVID mask. This mask wearing isn't fun. And the snitching has now begun. My neighbor called the hotline cause my dog wasn't wearing one. Walking through the mall, a woman's voice did ring. Seemed she was troubled by just one thing. She pointed to the door, shook her fist and said, What are you trying to do, you jerk? Make everybody sick? Forgot his mask. Forgot my COVID mask. COVID mask. Nobody gets a pass. That stupid mask. Can't even pump my gas. Without a mask. Without a COVID mask. Honey, I'm home. What do you want? I need to come in and get my mask. Don't let Daddy in the house, Mommy. He's not wearing his mask. No mask, no entry. Sorry. But, honey. You should have taken it with you. You're not getting in this house. I changed the lock. Four shocking statistics about the COVID-19 lockdowns. Not the virus, the lockdowns. According to new data from Yelp, 55% of businesses that have been forced to shut down between March 1st and July 10th, thanks to the government-mandated lockdowns, are now closed permanently. That's right, half of business that, businesses that were shut down have been forced to close forever because they couldn't make ends meet. The government-mandated lockdowns killed them. According to the data from Yelp, the rate of permanent business closures is actually accelerating. In June, 44% of businesses closed since March closed for good, compared to 55% through the middle of July. So it increased by a whopping 11% in just one month's time. Meanwhile, according to a new report from the UK government, more than 200,000 Brits are expected to die thanks to the government-mandated lockdowns. Again, not the virus, the lockdowns. 46,000 people have died in Britain from COVID-19, but according to the UK government data, 200,000 are expected to die from the lockdowns themselves, from delayed medical treatment, suicide, domestic violence, and economic devastation, amounting to nearly 1 million years of life lost because of the lockdowns. Speaking of years of life lost, 
Stanford epidemiologist Dr. Scott Atlas says the lockdowns in the U.S. will result in more years of life loss than the virus will cause itself. Atlas says, and this was back in May when he wrote this, and I quote, the disease has been responsible for 800,000 lost years of life so far. Considering only the losses of life from missed health care and unemployment due solely to the lockdown policy, we conservatively estimate that the national lockdown is responsible for at least 700,000 lost years of life every month, or about 1.5 million so far, already far surpassing the COVID-19 total, end quote. This isn't just happening in the U.S. and the U.K. either. According to a new report from the United Nations, the government-mandated lockdowns are killing people all around the world. In fact, the new U.N. report says 10,000 children around the world are dying of starvation every month thanks to the government-mandated lockdowns in our country and others. 10,000 kids every month. And don't try to tell me if we hadn't locked down, the virus would have been worse. That's an unfalsifiable claim. It was based on ridiculously flawed model predictions built on secret algorithms. There's no way to disprove it, and it doesn't match with reality. Because if lockdowns worked, then how do you explain Sweden, who didn't lock down and is now seeing COVID-19 cases and deaths completely bottom out? The truth is, politicians messed up. They messed up big time. The COVID-19 virus may be bad, but the so-called cure from our government Locking down the nation, ruining our economy, devastating people's lives here and around the world is not only worse, it's deadly. Good evening. This is Lou Benninger, and you're listening to No Hostages Radio. This is our 71st episode to play on uh, August 8th, 8-8-2020. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen today, tonight, whenever that's convenient for you. And uh, just a couple ways to get a hold of us if you're new to us, and you can reach me at Lou if you want to email me, Lou, L-O-U, at nohostagesradio.com. Send me uh, your thoughts, or I just got a bunch of people uh, sending me some ideas and information to keep me informed. I appreciate that all the time. Every week, people do that. Lou at nohostagesradio.com. We also have a website, nohostagesradio.com, which would include all the episodes all the way back to the first one, and also uh, two articles per week for the Territorial Dispatch that is a uh, actually a hard copy newspaper, and it's on the internet, territorialdispatch.com. If you're not in our Northern California area, if you're interested in the articles I write, or you could just go to the website that I just mentioned at nohostagesradio.com, and you can look at them there. I write articles about <clears throat> local articles for here as well as California and the nation. So uh, let's see, what other – oh, let me give you my cell phone, 530-713-1838, 530-713. 7131838 and uh you can text me call me um 
on that line. So you can email, text, call. That should get you by if you want to really reach out and connect. Uh, again, thank you all of you for all the uh, uh, ideas or passing on information you think I might miss or I missed or I need to know about. I do need to know about it, and I'm, I, damn, I am interested in it, and I try to do the best to look at all this stuff. Certainly, you send some stuff that I think is very valuable and I haven't seen, so keep it up. Thank you, Nicole, for sending me the uh, wonderful painting uh, I got this week. We have a little logo at the website. Uh, it's a logo of an old-fashioned microphone. Then it says, No Hostages Radio. So uh, Nicole painted me a uh, a painting of that and sent it out from Florida. So she used to live here in California, and she and her husband couldn't take it anymore. So she's part of the dispersion, the refugees that have fled. So there's people all over the place that used to live here. I, I never saw, you know, for most of my life, people just kind of moved to California or were raised in California and died in California. And now we have this incredible exodus that's happening. And so a lot of my friends are and new friends that are finding me from other states, and they used to be here, are scattering all, all over the place. And um, so we stay connected and we're in the fight for uh, most of us are uh, people that are for freedom for patriots. We, we believe in the constitution. We believe the founding fathers. We are not into interested in socialism and communism. We want to be independent. We want to have our rights. We want to make our own decisions about our medical conditions. We want to, uh, we wish the government would protect our rights, not try to protect our health. So we're all out here kind of connecting together and trying to figure out what's going to happen next and what is going to be our response. So to that end, this podcast exists. Uh, My friends got me involved in radio a number of years ago, and I did about five or six years of AM, FM radio on Saturdays. And then that ended, and then I was off for a few months, and then we started the podcast thanks to a guy named Tanner Martis down in Texas who was living here for a time and um, he helped us get up and going and just because I was completely ignorant and uh, he got me educated enough so he could handhold me from Texas. And so he comes in and takes over my computer when I'm done messing with it. And and when, when I get compliments uh, about the show, I always tell people there's this guy that makes it all sound right down in Texas. And so much thanks to Tanner, and uh, we miss him out here. So, uh, yeah, this the reason I'm doing this uh, is to uh, do something. I'm, I'm looking for ways to do something to fight the fight for freedom because freedom costs – someone said the other day it cost over a million lives, more than a million lives over the years uh, of soldiers – and I don't know whether they include law enforcement in that, but uh, of people that gave their life because they believed in this uh, amazing voyage of governance uh, called the Republic and democracy and the Republic and the United States of America and, and where it, 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 uh, 
had an incredible focus on freedom and an incredible focus on keeping government small. And unfortunately, over the last couple hundred years, two to three hundred years, we've had a, a phenomenal growth in government, <clears throat> which has been trouble. It's creating a huge trouble and a burden on the country. And so um, there's many of us that don't want to just quit. And uh, someone once said the other day or said a while back that if his grandkids ever asked him later on, how come you didn't do something or in or in the afterlife? Uh, he could at least say, I did all that I knew to do. I did everything I thought I could do with the knowledge I had. And so when I look back over the people in my family that have sacrificed, I didn't when none of us lost, lost, lost their life defending the country, but uh, my dad and his brother, the two youngest of four brothers, they went and served for four years in military, one in the Army, one in the Navy, and to defend against Nazism and, and uh, the dictatorial ideas of Japan. And so they prevailed, but they didn't know they were going to prevail when they left and did that. So since then, we've had all kinds of men and women that have served and given their lives. And so to that end, and I have grandkids, if my kids are taken care of, my they're adults and they're doing well and they have to decide their own lives and what they're going to do. But they have children and I'm concerned about them. So here we are, I'm here, and I'm talking about things that I think are important and what's wrong and right about what's going on. So uh, to get this done right away, I want to, uh, in, in California, for you Californians, we have a recall going on against uh, Governor Newsom. And we have till November 17th to get millions of signatures. And it's possible, but only if you'll do something. If you're not willing to do anything, nothing's possible. But... Um, if you're willing to sign and get other people to sign and get more people to sign and help get other people signing, like go out and serve as a volunteer, uh, we can do this. But if you sit home and just wish something would be diff different, we're, gonna, we're not going to get anything done. Nobody in the history of the United States of America, nothing that's ever been accomplished that's, that's been good for the country has come free. But unfortunately, we're spoiled. We have welfare mentality and a lot of the stuff we think, oh, we just get that free, free. Uh, it isn't going to come free. In fact, I think before this is over, there's going to be a lot of bloodshed. In fact, there's already been bloodshed now. There's cops being killed routinely, damaged, blinded. Um, there are some Black Lives Matter people dying. There are some... Uh, uh, business owners dying, some innocent citizens dying. So it's happening. And uh, I think it's going to get worse before it gets better. So regarding the recall signing, we need your signatures. It's very fast. You can do it very quickly. Uh, it isn't a big process. Maybe you could sign if you're if you're a registered voter, you could sign within 60 seconds, have it completely done once you're there. But one of the ladies named Cindy who in the Yuba Sutter area is conducting an event uh, this Saturday. In other words, today, if you're listening to it on, on Saturday the 8th, you can go there and um, between 8.30 and 
It's called Sizzling Summer Signing Event, and it's going to be at the uh, Sam's Club parking lot. That's off Highway 20, and it's between the gas station of Sam's Club and the Olive Garden restaurant. So they're going to have a pop-up tent or two over there, and they'll have some banners, and all you need to do is pull in there and sign. Uh, Very simple. If you do not uh, if you're not registered to vote, they will help you register. That's not too hard as well. Um, you can you can do this if you don't have time or you're not able to go there. You can actually do it online. You can register at the DMV.gov or SOS, uh, Secretary of State.gov. You can register online. Um, you can go to Recall Newsom. Recall, sorry, not Recall Newsom, Recall Gavin, G-A-V-I-N, Recall Gavin, 2020, the numbers, dot com. And you could download a petition or you can print it off, a petition of five signatures, and you can just sign it. Just follow the directions perfectly, and then you can mail that in right there. And you can also sign online and you could register online, register to vote. So recall Gavin2020.com, or you could go by the the signature uh, uh, event, Sizzling Summer Signing Event at Sam's Club, and they're going to be there all day. So you can go shop if you want at Sam's or do whatever you want and pop in there and get your signatures. Or if you need petitions to take home with you and you could photocopy them or they'll give you copies, whatever you want to do, you can do it there. The other person that's really advertising on Facebook a lot to come by his place and sign is Elite Universal Security at 5548 Federer Boulevard, just south of Marysville, California. And that's Monty Hecker at Elite Universal Security. Literally, from the time you park your car, you're talking about a minute to two minutes to go in and sign the the uh, the petition and walk out. Print your name, sign your name, put your address, you're done. Boom, you're out. You can call them at 530-749-0280. So that's that event. Then uh, the the next Thursday, after the signing event on Saturday, if you're listening to this on Saturday the 8th, in Sacramento, there's going to be another rally. There's been a series of rallies conducted by the Freedom Angels, which is a group of uh, three or four women scattered around the state of California that have met through other political campaigns and they work together. You can go to Freedom Angels on Facebook and you can listen to their broadcast on Facebook every Friday night. You can actually just click on it and sign up where it'll come over to your Facebook page. It's a very good discussion. It's very current. It's not BS. It's not blah, 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 blah. It's very relevant information about school, about vaccines, about the rights of businesses to be open, uh, masks, health, uh, what's law, what's a government's, what, what's the governor's wishes versus what the law is. Uh, it, they're very, I try to listen to them all the time, uh, every day. They're very informative. They're pro- uh, probably on for about 30 minutes. Very interesting. Usually there's three of them on there. Sometimes there's two. So there's been a number of rallies where we're, we are simply uh, exercising our First Amendment rights to assemble. And those rights 
did not uh, include uh, getting permission to assemble. You don't have to get a permit to assemble according to the Constitution. Neither do you, do you have to get a gun permit to have a gun. Uh, in other words, it's a violation of our constitutional rights. But we're not talking about guns next Thursday night. Uh, that's August 13th. It's going to be 4 to 8 o'clock at night. Should be, uh, hopefully we'll get some Delta breeze through there. But it's a nice time of the evening. You still have time. You could postpone dinner uh, and just catch a meal down there, uh, downtown Sacramento somewhere. They'll probably have some restaurants they'll recommend. There should be thousands of people there. It should be a very good night. It's going to, the, it, the uh, title of the event is Illuminate the Capital Freedom Angels. Illuminate the Capitol by Freedom Angels. Illuminate the Capitol. So there's probably going to be some uh, music, some uh, speaking, some prayer, and uh, there is, they're on a mission. So there's a lot of things going on tonight as this, or, or, or nowadays in California as this fight is unfolding uh, and maturing every week. So we started out fighting these COVID lockdowns. And now we're resisting those and the masks and shutting down businesses and forcing, you know, and encouraging businesses to stay open. Then we're getting into the whole education thing, which it looks like the education system is going to completely collapse. And it looks like public education, what, we, what we've known as public education or the factory of system education, uh, government education is collapsing that the unions are finally playing their hands. They're Marxists. The union leaders are communists. That doesn't mean the teachers are. The teachers, from what I understand, and the teachers that I know telling me about the teachers they know, the teachers want to teach. That's their life work. That's their calling in life. They want to just go teach children. But between them and children are the union. And the union, teachers' union, has never been interested in kids. The union from the very beginning, when it really got a lot of power in the 1960s, uh, and then it's grown ever since and become the biggest union in the United States, it has all been about converting this country to socialism. And I just wrote an article about it this last week in the Territorial Dispatch, and we'll have it posted on our, by the time you listen to this, if you want to go to our website, it'll be posted there. And it's about the communist intentions of public education. And so this is a wonderful opportunity for every family to uh, begin to research uh, homeschool. And I had downloaded off the uh, a Facebook post on Freedom Angels. All they had talked about uh, the whole education meltdown that's happening and how people need to break off and start educating their kids themselves. But underneath there was this uh, gold mine of postings by men and women about what they've been using for their homeschooling. And I copied and pasted it into my document for this, this, uh, for this show. And it, and I lost it. It just, uh, my computer didn't save properly. And I lost 50, 60 wonderful resources uh, for homeschooling that many of them are free. And, uh, but some of them are, are just, I, I mean, it's a self-contained package and they handhold you. There's, there's videos, there's teachers, there's 
all kinds of sophisticated learning down to all the way down to elementary school wonder in every subject imaginable and the thing is it's not people just saying oh i heard about this i heard about these are people that have actually used it for their children highly recommend it so i don't know whether maybe you could text uh, freedom angels send a message to freedom angels and ask if i couldn't find the uh the comments under the, that post again to to bring because i was going to actually write an article about this Eventually, I'll write an article about it and list all those. I, to me, if, as if I was a young parent again, I would just be so excited to have all those. Back when I was a parent, there were there was no internet and no easy resource to go out and grab. Uh, you know, they, they were out there. There's good books out there to use to train children, but if you don't know, you don't know what you don't know, right? So anyway, uh, I, I think there's going to be a lot of discussion about this mandatory vaccine, the fact it's a faulty vaccine, uh, what these masks are really about, what this conformity is really about, and uh, and about education. I think education is just a hot deal. And, and already Gavin Newsom has weighed in and said, if you hire a tutor as a parent, you have to pay them as an employee. And now you may or remember may have remembered this uh, SB five, I think it was the gig law, the ant, or I call it the anti gig law. You know, if you get a side job, uh, you're moonlighting or whatever. It's like, oh, I got this little gig. Like if you're driving for Uber or Lyft, or you got a little side gig going, right? But what the 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 government in California, they're trying to snuff out every entrepreneur and everything that's not employed by a union, and so it's an anti gig law. And so they made uh, made it impossible for you to be self-employed. And uh, so I've been self-employed for years, things I do, but uh, I just act, I'm under the radar. I pay my taxes, I claim it all and everything, but I, I'm kind of under the radar. But what they want to do is make everybody an employee of somebody else. So now what he's doing is to harass parents. He's insisting that uh, that these uh, tutors that you would hire would be paid as employees, which is just very expensive. I'm going to be right back, take a break here, and uh, we'll come do our second of six segments. All right, hold on. Oh, I'd I try to fight, fight, fight when you just multiply. Thank you, Mr. Chairman. Dr. Fauci, do protests increase the spread of the virus? Do protests increase the spread of the virus? Uh, I think I can make a general statement. Well, half a million protesters on June 6th alone. Yeah. I'm just asking that number of no. people, does yeah. it increase the spread of the virus? Cra crowding together, particularly when you're not wearing a mask, contributes to the spread of the virus. Should we limit the protesting? I'm not sure what you mean should – how do we say limit the protesting? Should government limit the protesting? I, I, I don't think that's relevant to – Well, to, you just said if it increases the spread of the virus, I'm just asking should we limit it? 
Well, I'm, I'm not in a position to determine what the government can do in a forceful way. Well, you make all kinds of recommendations. You, no. you make comments on dating, on baseball, on everything no. you can imagine. I'm just asking you, you just said that, yeah. that protests increase the spread. No. I'm just asking you, should we try to limit the protests? No, I think I would leave that to people who have more of an, a, a position to do that. I can tell you. Government stopping people from going to church, Dr. Fauci. Yeah. Last week in the Calvary Chapel case, five liberals on the Supreme Court said it was okay for Nevada <laughs> to limit church services. Governor, I mean, Justice Gorsuch said it best. He said, there's no, there's no world in which the Constitution permits Nevada to favor Caesar's palace over Calvary Chapel. I'm just asking, is there a world where the Constitution says you can favor one First Amendment liberty protesting right. over another practicing your faith? I'm not favoring anybody over anybody. I'm just making a statement that's a broad statement that avoid crowds of any type, no matter where you are, because that leads to the acquisition and transmission and I don't judge one crowd versus another crowd. When you're in a crowd, particularly if you're not wearing a mask, that induces it's a, it's the spread. A simple, it's a simple question, doctor. Should we limit the protest? Government is obviously yeah. lim limiting people yeah. going to church. And, and look, I, I'm there's, not, been no, there's been no violence that I, I yeah. can see at church. I haven't seen people right. during a church service go out and, and harm police officers right. or burn buildings. But we know that. I mean, for 63 days, right. nine weeks, it's been happening in Portland. Right. Yeah. Well, one night in Chicago, 49 officers were injured, but no limit to pro no limit to protests. But boy, you can't go to church on Sunday. What was this? Uh, I don't know how many times I can answer that. I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm just going to tell you. You've opined a on a lot of things, Dr. Fauci. Yeah, but I've never. This said is something that directly anything. impacts the spread of the virus, yeah. and I'm asking your 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 position on the protests. Yeah, I'm. Well, I'm not going to opine on limiting anything. I'm telling you what it is the danger. And you can make your own conclusion about that. You should stay away from crowds, no matter where the crowds government stopped, are. Government has, uh, government has stopped people from going to work. In fact, just in New Jersey four days ago, Ian Smith, Frank Trombetta were arrested for opening up, for trying to operate their business, their gym. They were arrested. But I, my, my bet is if these two individuals own this gym, were outside just in front of their gym, and all the people who were working out in their gym were outside protesting. They'd been just fine. But because they were in the gym working out, actually running their business, they got arrested. Do you think that's okay? You know, I'm not going to opine on who gets arrested and who does not. I mean, I, I, you get where I'm going. I'm telling you, as a public health official, I say crowds. Do you see the inconsistency, though, Dr. Fauci? There's no inconsistency, Congressman. There's what? No There's no inconsistency. So you're allowed to protest millions of people on one day in crowds, yelling, screaming, but you try to run your business, you get arrested? And if you stood right outside of that same business and protested, you wouldn't get arrested? You don't see an inconsistency there? I don't understand what you're asking me as a public health official to opine on who should get arrested or not. That's not my position. You could ask no, you've it as advocate, much as you you've want, advocated for certain businesses. You've advocated for certain businesses to be shut down. I'm, I'm just asking you on your position on the protest. I'm I mean, not, I haven't seen one. We've heard a lot about hair salons. I haven't seen one hairstylist who, between haircuts, goes out and attacks police or sets something on fire. But we've seen all kinds of that stuff during protests, and we know the protests actually increase the spread of the virus. You've said that. I said crowds. I didn't say specifically. I didn't say protest do anything. So the protests don't increase the spread of the virus? I didn't say that. You're putting words in my mouth. No, I, I, want, I, would, I just want an answer to the question. Do the protests increase the spread of the virus? I, I don't have any scientific evidence that anything. I can tell you that crowds are known, particularly when you don't have a mask, to increase the acquisition 
and transmission. No matter so what you don't have a position is. on whether the protest increased the spread of the virus or don't increase the spread of the virus. I'm saying that crowds, wherever the crowds are, can give you an increased probability that there's going to be acquisition and transmission. But do you understand Americans concern? Protesting, according, particularly according to Democrats, is just fine. But you can't go to work. You can't go to school. You can't go to church. There's limits placed on all three of those fundamental activities, First Amendment activities, but protesting is just fine. We tried dozens and dozens of adoption agencies. You name it, we tried it. China, Laos, nothing panned out. That's when we found out about regular black children. Hello, my name is Bertice, and this isn't about me. This is about couples like Colin and Debbie who've discovered regular black children. I know many of you have been wanting to adopt a baby, maybe from Africa, like your favorite celebrity, but I have to warn you, African babies come with a lot of baggage. Who wants a toddler wielding a machete? We were having trouble conceiving. We had just about given up when we heard about, you guessed it, regular black children. Don't they look as happy as any couple with a white baby? Now, I have to admit, I was really nervous. I was worried that any regular black child we might adopt would grow up into a big, burly black man. But we went on the internet, we did some research, and we found out you could have a regular black child of any size. Thanks to a National Honors student in my class, we were able to get a medium-sized, regular black child. That's you. And I can meet with you at my offices at the bus stop here at Hollywood Boulevard in Cahuenga. I'm going to give you tips on how to comb your regular black child's hair. In my booklet, How to Comb Your Regular Black Child's Hair. I adopted my first regular black child in 1974. Now, a lot of my friends were adopting Asian babies. But being a soldier from the Vietnam War, I didn't think that was a very good idea. So I in my own backyard, literally, where I found a regular black child stealing apples. Ladies and gentlemen, I'd like you to meet my daddy. You can call this sort of adoption your way of going green. Only you're going black. Please adopt a regular black child today. No need to go to Africa in the hood we're giving adopt a regular black baby? If you say no, you're no, racist. racist. Please adopt a regular black child today. Your true beauty's description is so good that it hurts. You're a dime, it's not a nine, and it's a shame you don't even know what you're worth. Everywhere you go, they stop and stare, cause you're bad in a show. From your head to your all right, we're back. So I was talking about education, and uh, I was just, uh, I had been looking for some resources to begin to help people because people just don't know where to look. And if once you have a list of 25, 30, 40 websites that get you started, it's just like, it's just like you got you went to Education Disneyland, right? It's like, wow, this is awesome. 
So we're going to try to put that together. And when people are skirmishing around, scurrying around to try to figure out how to help my kids, what, what you're going to, here's what's going to happen. We're going to end up with better educated kids. We're going to end up with kids that are trained in, in proper moral behavior. Uh, they're going to understand what the patriots believed, uh, that they were basically Christian people that the Bible was the foundation for the Constitution and for our laws, the Judeo-Christian ethic, they call it, or principles. And uh, they're going to they're, they're gonna look at not that America was perfect. There's no perfect uh, land or culture. They're going to look at an amazing document, the Constitution, it was designed and written to address, uh, in other words, it was kind of like this is what perfect society ought to be. And so let's head that direction. Like people say to me sometimes, tell us about trauma intervention. And when I talk to emergency responders and I always tell them we're not perfect, but we're headed that way. We know what that's going to look like. Perfect. So the founding fathers knew what what proper behavior and proper governance should look like. They just needed to do a lot of work on the country to get it there. So the blueprints of Constitution. Now, when, when people know the Bible and they know the Constitution, uh, they're just superior people. That's just the way it is. They don't need law enforcement to, to keep them under control. They keep themselves under control. They know their rights under the law. They're, they're your best citizens. They're salt-of-the-earth type people. They're, they're your best employees. And so we're going to end up with better kids because right now, the the I, I think it's God's God is assisting us to shut down the public education system and get out of it. To escape it, it's like it's like when the Israelites said, when God said, "Get the people out of here, get out of Egypt, and uh, and get from under Pharaoh." And um, that's what I, I just feel. There's going to be a real bursting forth, and there may be some legal issues to work through, but that's possible to sort them out as well. Now I'm going to read you something that I was sent, and I thought I like this, and. You know, some people can't figure out what's going on. They they read the news or they see something, something. And um, uh, just a second, I'm just trying to scroll down here. I'm jumping around a little bit to get to where I want to be. So some people, um, okay, I'm close. They just look at what's right in front of them and said, yep, that's what's right in front of me. And they don't look at it holistically or they don't have the big picture of what's going on. So you've heard the term conspiracy theorist or conspiracy theory. That's when people are thinking about what's behind what's going on. Is this just like, like, for instance, you get a cold and you have this typical symptoms of a cold and usually last three or four days and then you're on the mend for a week or so. But you're feeling better, you go back to work, like the worst is over. But then if it lasts longer than that, twice as long as that, you're still feeling really bad, then you start asking, what's behind this, right? What's going on here? So people first thought, oh, we just had this bad virus, and then we believed everything, or a lot of people believed everything is face value. And they just trusted the government, went along with this, went along that, and just one thing after another was was levied upon the people. 
Oh, you got to stay in your home. You got to wear a mask. You got to you can't let your kids can't go to school. You can't go to work. You can't do this. You can't do that. You can only do this. You can only do that. Da, 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 da. Just list after list after list. If you do this, but then you can't do that. Then if you do this and you can't do that. And if you get you think you're infected, it's it just, you know, just an incredible thing. And then this the whole the gig I can use the term gig, the the scheme, the scenario began to kind of quiver and shake, and people started questioning different things. Medical people started questioning different things. Average medical people that are out there in the trenches doing a great job started questioning some of the big political medical people in the country. And all of a sudden, there were cracks in the face of the presentation. So I want to read you this. It says, think about this for a second. If you aren't close minded. So if you're close minded, uh, you can take your own temperature on how close minded you are. This guy writes, create a virus to scare people, place them in quarantine, count the number of dead people every second of every day in every news headline, close all businesses, 40 million people out of jobs, peak unemployment, remove entertainment, parks, gyms, bars, restaurants, sports, no dating, no touching, mask people, dehumanize them, close temples, close churches, create a vaccine, let depression and anxiety and desperation set in, then ignite hatred and civil war, civil unrest, empty the prisons because of the virus and fill the streets with criminals. Send in Antifa to vandalize property as if they are freedom fighters. Undermine the law. Loot. Attack law enforcement. But tell government to order a stand down. We are all being baited by an adversarial government who wants to destroy America. And in an election year, have Democrats blame all of it on the president. Can't take America in a war. So destroy it from within. We are being conditioned, manipulated, and programmed by multiple agendas as never before. Time to do our own research and make up our own minds rather than eating everything being spoon-fed to us. Social media is going to kill us. Now, there is a lot in that, and there's a lot of truth in that. And I would say to you, I want you to just look at some things that are fairly obvious without getting into coronavirus. If you look at just President Trump, whether you like him or not, we have a guy that's never been a politician before he he was in business. Whether you like his business antics, everybody's got pot shots. Leave it alone. If He was a businessman, but was elected because people in this country got so disgusted with politicians who are criminals, they're corrupt, they're perverts, that they said, we're going to try this guy because we actually need to get some things done here and nobody get, getting anything done but causing the country to stumble along. So even before, it's now even clearer and clearer every single day right now with the interview of Sally Yates, who admitted that Comey had gone rogue, F- Federal Bureau of Investigation leader um, Comey, uh, Sally Yates uh, had filled in as attorney general for a time. Sally Yates admitted that she was deceived by uh, FBI Director Comey. 
And I won't get into all the details. I don't have time to get into all the details. If you aren't smart enough or willing to take the time to look this up, I don't have the time to help you. You're on your own. And you're liable to get your nose broke over the thing. So what's happening is that before, when it became kind of apparent that President Trump was was going to win, people began to try to um, throw him under the bus and throw all his people under the bus. And the top people in the CIA, the Federal Bureau of Investigation, and the Department of Justice, not all of them, not all the workers, but the top people that you really count on, they hated uh, him, Trump, and they loved Hillary so much that they compromised everything. They took an oath to protect, and they compromised their own ethics and their own integrity, and they will be shamed in history over this. And so you you see this. You have one man that has a vision, for instance, the president, and then you have what they call this deep state, which are millions of bureaucrats that say, okay, we're, we, we go usually from president to president, but on this president, we're going to do whatever we can to undermine whatever he does. And that's what's been going on. And that's been, they've been lying, sabotaging, crashing emails, uh, planting people, uh, creating lawsuits, trying to impeach him. It's just been one thing after another on a daily on a daily basis. And now we had the greatest economy in the history of the world. And now we have this uh, coronavirus that was introduced to the world because why the world? Because the deep state wants a global economy. They do. They do not see themselves as Americans. They see themselves as global citizens. That's why many of these leaders that I just whether it's Comey, McCabe, Well, at one time, Yates, Brennan, Clapper, these people really see themselves as global citizens, not so much favoring America. That's why. Did you notice that when the the slogan like every every campaign comes up with a slogan, it never is a never becomes a toxic slogan necessarily. Usually that gets them defeated. But the slogan that became toxic are the four words. Make America great again. Now, if you're if you love America, I didn't say America was perfect. If you love America, make America great again is a pretty good slogan. No matter who, even if a Democrat had, I'd say, hey, that's a good slogan, dude. Yeah, it's a good one. Uh, but if you remember, Obama's was change. Remember that it was all about change. In other words, I just want to change it. Of course, we thought, oh, we're going to change for the better. Now, it just was he didn't like what was happening. He wanted to just change everything to a socialist country. So uh, so what we have here going on is a war. We have a deep state. We have a government within a government that's trying to overthrow the legitimate government. Why would I say legitimate? What I mean by legitimate is it's a government that is brought into power by the by the way we describe it in the Constitution. People vote the Electoral College votes. And we have a change of power. And so far, we've been able to pull that off many, many times over the years, I guess 45 times uh, since Trump is the 45th president. So uh, we pulled it off 45 different times, whether we repeat a president or do a transfer of power without a total meltdown like happens in third world nations. Now, we came very close to it. 
uh, to violence, but now we have violence. And I think whether Trump wins or not, we're going to continue to have violence until patriots stand up and shoot enough and Antifa people. Now, I'm waiting for somebody to shoot George Soros and maybe even some of the other Soros family members that are running these foundations and stuff that are funding. They're actually funding these people to go and burn up and damage and kill cops and 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 business owners. And we have uh, a Democrat uh, politicians that are actually supportive of this. In fact, de Blasio is a communist. Bill de Blasio of New York is a full-blown communist, and uh, he is fully, fully behind all of this. And there's numbers of these type of political leaders, and it'll eventually come out to describe uh, who they are and uh, and what's going on. So there's a this movement is to destable, destable society at every le- every level. So that means chaos in the streets, criminals being let go. Uh, everything that would lend itself to health, stability. You know, when people know what's going to go on the next day or the next day after the next day, and they feel competent, they feel organized, they have a routine, people feel they're mentally healthy. But when you create instability, like it's being created in our county, for instance, my feeling is if we can't straighten out Yuba Sutter County, don't even be thinking about the state of California. But when you're the head health officer, what you should be doing is bringing stability and health. Health is a lot more than just not being sick with a funky cold like Corona. Health is being like being able to take your kids to school. Health is is being able to go to a restaurant and having a good time or going to a bar or going to a church or going to an AA meeting. That's health. When you shut down a community, you create a very stressful situation. And what's going on right now, I had some statistics on suicide, but and I, in fact, I had an article that I, again, I lost a bunch of stuff on my computer goofed up here, but the CDC now has come out and they're saying that uh, they have real questions about what's, what they, what has happened here. And shutting down society. It is not healthy. It is not healthy for children. This whole thing, oh, you can't have children go to school. Actually, there's countries that never did stop going to school. It's just, this is a fiasco. It's like we're all on crank. And the reality we believed is totally fictitious. It's fake. It's all corrupted. It's created. And we're living according to a set of rules that is just totally nonsense. It's just, it's a big funky game and people are, Oh my God, you mean nobody's getting sick? Are you saying that? So what people are getting sick <clears throat> last, last month trauma intervention that I've run for 26 years. We're out on 37 calls. You, I never had anybody. My friends call me. Oh my God, Lou, I'm so sorry. You went on 37 calls. That's just terrible. I can't believe I'm depressed. I can't sleep at night. I can't, you know, the obituaries, there's eight or 10 people a day dying. Did you know that there's been eight or 10 or 15 or 20 people dying every single day in our community for as long as it's been here? And you haven't given a crap about it. Why are you all stirred up? And now this is all a psychological operation. And a lot of people that are taking part in it don't know heck about what they're doing. 
They're just doing a little teeny part. But there's a mastermind group behind the whole thing. So we got people thinking they're doing us a favor by posting every single day, every single person that stubs their COVID toe is in there. But they don't put anything about suicides, about domestic violence, right? We just went on a suicide last night again in Marysville. It's like lots of suicides, overdoses, relapsing, domestic violence. I was just in Reno teaching trauma intervention volunteers, and one of the top CPS workers in Reno in Washoe County is was there helping train. She's got a master's degree from University of Nevada. So we were talking about this whole situation. She said, Lou, we have never in the history of our department in Washoe County seen as much child abuse and gnarly child abuse. We We can't even get our minds wrapped around it. Thank the health officer for that. Thank the health officer for that, because that officer is not supposed to be about whether you got a germ or not. That health officer is supposed to be looking after the general welfare and health of our community. And she is not in our Yuba Sutter area. This is ridiculous what's going on. The closing of these businesses, the supervisors are absolute idiots. They're dumbass idiots. If if they would have taken a stand and said, okay, fine. We are not going to shut our businesses down. We are going to ask people to, if they are sick, stay home and to use proper hygiene practices. But we trust our people, just like the governor of South Dakota, Christy Noem. And we're going to trust our people. We're going to take care. And we're going to uh, we're going to get through this. We're going to treat the sick. We're not going to expect everybody to not get sick. We're going to treat the sick and we're going to look at the best practices. Do you know that Yuba Sutter County is not using best practices on COVID-19? There's, you know, some of the most amazing thing to me about this whole COVID-19 thing is that the big dogs in our country are more interested in money and profits for corporations and patents than they are saving lives. And I'm wondering whether our local health officials aren't thinking the same thing, because the amazing thing is there's all these cool doctors from all over the United States that have been going on YouTube telling how they have been saving 100, 200, 300, 400 people with very inexpensive treatments by preemptively attacking the COVID symptoms instead of waiting till they get sick, 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 and then go in and get put on a ventilator and die. That's been the most in- inspiring. The biggest letdown, and I just got off the phone with a doctor tonight, the biggest letdown is a horrible approach and the mismanagement and lying of the Centers for Disease Control and the World Health Organization. Unbelievable. It's just been a total. Honestly, I, I wouldn't trust those people with my health ever, ever for any time in the, in the future. Anthony Fauci, Deborah Burks, all these uh, CDC people. Forget it. These people are totally deceptive. And I don't trust anybody in any of these government organizations, uh, State Department of Health. It's all about politics and profits. We'll be right back.
more about women's problems. You don't hear men complaining about their problems, do you? That's because men don't have any problems compared to women. And that's God's will, so forget it. <laughs> you mean God's mistake. Hey, hey. Hey, God don't make no mistakes. That's how we got to be God. <laughs> Be blaming nothing on God that you women brung on yourself. What? Yes, that's right. You don't believe me? Read your Bible. Read your story of Adam and Eve there. You know, Adam and Eve, they had it pretty soft out in paradise. They had no problems. They didn't even know they was naked. <laughs> but Eve, she wasn't satisfied with that, see? And then one day, against direct order, she made poor Adam eat that apple. God got sore. He told him to eat the clothes on and get the hell out of here. If we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Freedom and the dignity of the individual have been more available and assured here than in any other place on earth. The price for this freedom at times has been high, but we have never been unwilling to pay that price. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. Each one of those markers is a monument to the kind of hero I spoke of earlier. Their lives ended in places called Bellow Wood, the Argonne, Omaha Beach, Salerno, and halfway around the world on Guadalcanal, Tarawa, Porkchop Hill, the Chosin Reservoir, and in a hundred rice paddies and jungles of a place called Vietnam. Under one such marker lies a young man, Martin Treptow, who left his job in a small-town barber shop in 1917 to go to France with the famed Rainbow Division. There on the Western Front, he was killed trying to carry a message between battalions under heavy artillery fire. We're told that on his body was found a diary. On the flyleaf, under the heading, My Pledge, he had written these words. America must win this war. Therefore, I will work, I will save, I will sacrifice, I will endure. I will fight cheerfully and do my utmost as if the issue of the whole struggle depended on me alone. We must realize that no arsenal or no weapon in the arsenals of the world is so formidable as the will and moral courage of free men and women. It is a weapon our adversaries in today's world do not have. It is a weapon that we as Americans do have. Let that be understood by those who practice terrorism and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, 
they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. That's strange. Hamas? I'm sorry, but isn't Hamas the Muslim Brotherhood? Yeah, I think it is. Black Lives Matter is a pawn for Hamas, the Muslim Brotherhood terrorist organization. Don't believe me? Hear it from the horse's mouth. That you are powerful. You can make a whole difference in 2016. You can change the reality of our time. This is the time for us as American Muslims to be in the front, not to retreat, because all of you are leaders. Turn your centers, Islamic centers, mosques, into registration centers for voters. Black Lives Matter is our matter. What? Black Lives Matter is our campaign. What? Basically, you are the new black people of America. If we don't stand, you will see Muslims murdered in the streets. We are the community that staged a revolution across the world. If we could do that, why can't we have that revolution in America? Are you kidding me? Black Lives Matter is a part of the Muslim Brotherhood. Oh, now we got a problem. Something told me it was over. When I saw you and that girl walking out. All right, here we go again. This is uh, another item sent to me. Um, see, this guy says, everyone in the entire country needs to read this and absorb it. Those still asleep, you better wake up because this sham dress rehearsal will certainly be the last chance. Those choosing to remain in denial, giving the finger to reality, you're on your own. Uh, so I'm going to read this to you because there is a lot of great information here. He says the CDC admitted they screwed up COVID-19 infection counts and intentionally misled the, the public and have apologized, clarifying that the amount of people, the number of people truly infected is much, much lower than what was originally reported. An error so egregious, it made the director of the Harvard Global Health in- Institute at Harvard University, say, quote, how could the CDC make this mistake? This is a total mess. Now, all this stuff can be fact-checked. This isn't just somebody shooting off at the hip. This is actually newsworthy items taken out of the news over the months. The American Coronavirus Task Force also admitted to fudging the 
national COVID-19 death count when Dr. Burke said the deaths are people who died with COVID-19, not from COVID-19, thus making the real death count much, much lower than what is currently being reported. Next, Dr. Anthony Fauci admitted masks won't help against the virus and mask manufacturers are now including warnings that their products do not deter COVID-19. Now, I just went a few hours ago. I just went over. I had to run an errand out to west of our Yuba City. And so I thought, oh, I'm going to I heard Sam's Club wasn't allowing you to go in without a mask. So I thought, I'm just going to take a shot. I'm not going to wear a mask, but I'm just going to go. So when I got to the door, there was a guy standing there with a box in his hand. And he said, uh, we need to have you wear a mask. And I have some for you. And I said, no, thank you. And I just walked on in. And I was the only one in the entire building that did not have a mask. People had them under their nose, over their nose, under their mouth, under their crotch. I mean, it was just so stupid. The whole thing is such a effing mess. I am so sick of it and and people getting all gnarly about it. And uh, so anyway, we got all kinds of warnings and that masks are totally stupid. And then they try to make you feel guilty like, well, you don't care about your neighbor. Fauci then also said that continuing to close the country would cause irreparable damage. I think we can witness that right now. I can't give you all the stories about business people I've talked to that I've I've run businesses myself. I can't imagine what it's like to run a business that's having to shut down, open up, shut down, open up, wear a mask, take them off. Oh, my God. Rub everything down, spray stuff all over the place. It's totally absurd it, somebody needs to actually take these leaders out and beat them with hoses. Next, the CDC backtracked their initial claim that led governors to shut down their states and clarified that COVID-19 does not spread easily on surfaces. Do you get that? All you people that are, oh, my God, he ate at the table. Now I got to bring over this toxic chemical and spray it. It's like it's no big deal, dude. Just leave it, right? You're not, you don't have the current information. Next, the governor of New York, Andrew Cuomo, confirmed a recent health study showing that 70% of new infection actually originate in the home, thus making staying at home one of the most dangerous mandates currently in place. It's almost like these guys wanted you to get sick. Trump stopped funding the World Health Organization and threatened to cut off money permanently until they can prove they are no longer corrupted and influenced by communist China after they lied to our country about human-to-human transmission of COVID-19 in January. They said, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about people coming in from foreign countries. It's interesting. I just got off the uh, – I, I was – texting back and forth with Vietnam, and then I got an email from one of the guys I know over there. He teaches English. He's a former Seattle high school football coach uh, and uh, teacher, and he's teaching English to Vietnamese, and he can't really get out of the country because of COVID. There's no planes flying, so they keep extending his visa. And he was saying that they had this the whole disease thing under control over there, and uh, so 52 Chinese dudes snuck across the border because they they knew that Vietnam was open. In other words, there's bars open, there's nightclubs open, there's, you know, it's open. And they couldn't do anything in China, so they snuck in without documents, and one of them got 
in a little trouble. So the police were saying, well, let me see your passport. And he didn't have a he didn't have a visa. He didn't have any stamp document. And they said, Where, hey, how did you get in here, dude? Finally, he admitted that 52 people, I, I assume they were guys, but maybe there's some gals there. Anyway, some of them had COVID, Chinese COVID. It had already uh, mutated. And they brought it in and got a bunch of people sick in Da Nang. So uh, what you have is this constant deception. And and uh, so China and, and the World Health Organization have been lying about the thing all along. Next, the, the curve is flattened. This, the CDC, WHO, and Dr. Fauci, our governors, and many more were completely wrong about the potential threat of this virus, how bad it was going to get, right? They, they greatly exaggerate, huge. We're talking about saying millions of Americans, 2.2 to 3 million Americans, and it's down around a couple hundred thousand. It's going to be a couple hundred thousand, right? They go, oh, my God, you don't care about this. Hey, you know something? <clears throat> Some of you that are so stupid need to, like, sit down and look up on the CDC how many die every day. And then just shoot yourself in the face uh, and get over it, right? Because people die every day of something. It just It's life. People are born, people live a while, and people die. And, like, that's part of life, right? And if you're really concerned about stopping it, you'd do more than wear a mask. And maybe you'd go out and be a crisis counselor or a suicide hotline, or you'd be a drug counselor, or you'd teach people not to drink and drive, quit smoking cigarettes, something like that as opposed to just thinking you're going to save the world by putting on a little mask that you rub up your butt all the time and then put on your face. Have you seen how many people touch the mask, touch the mask, touch the mask, take it off, put it on, take it off, put it on, and then they, they suck all that germs that they just put on there on their hand. They've been touching everything. They've been on the keypad of the, the grocery store. Everybody didn't wipe their wipe their hands off after they did the bathroom. Then they touch the keypad. Then it goes on to your mask. And you think, oh, yeah, I'm going to save my life, save the world, because I wear a funky old mask. You know, people are just so stupid. They deserve what they get sometimes. So he says, if you are still living in fear, don't be. The media, global organizations, the government, and its agencies misled the entire world. They they started lying in China they started lying at who they they exaggerated at CDC. Fauci lied. Do you know that Fauci's going to make millions off the vaccine? Do you know that? Do you know he's in with it and Gates and the people that have patents? No wonder they all want you to take a vaccine. They don't care a bit about your health. They just want your money. Don't you get that as Americans? If you, you know, you know who needs to be most concerned about your health. That would be you. You should be studying, 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 and quit watching the mainstream media and start taking care of your immune system and blow off all this stuff. I get so, well, I got a thing on mass here I'll read about in a minute. Uh, Okay, it says, people called those of us who knew this all along about this conspiracy. They called us conspiracy theorists. But it turns out that we were just following the facts. We got all kinds of people out attacking glad tidings, sending emails and Facebook. Oh, you know, the man, the government, and you don't know what you're talking about. You're endangering our kid because because you're not wearing a mask and, and you're having church. Think, honestly, people, ugh, 
some of the people that I thought actually were intelligent are the stupidest people, embarrassingly stupid. It says, open up your businesses, open up your churches, open up your homes. I was at a meeting last night with some very sharp people that wanted me to write an article about a topic. There were retired cops, very sharp, teachers, administrators, electrical engineers. You know how many were wearing a mask in the meeting in the house? Not one. Everybody just took, everybody just thought this is BS. You know something? It What we're having, we're, we're developing in, in China and Vietnam, there's an, there's, there's what people do on the surface and then what people do underground because the communists are just such creeps and we're getting the same place. So what we have is in, we have an underground life and, and an above ground life, underground church and above ground church. So we had an underground meeting last night where nobody wore masks. People shook hands, people hugged people, people all were having drinks and, you know, refreshments and food. Honestly, people, this is so ridiculous. And then, then I have some city council person. Well, I really like Dr. Lou. I don't give a damn whether you like Dr. Lou or not. Who cares whether who likes anybody? Though, if you go to a doctor, like I was saying to somebody the other day, when I when I wanted wanted a surgeon, I did research, and if he would have been the lowest in his class of three hundred on surgery, I would not have chosen him. Have you ever thought about that, or did you just go in and let somebody? cut on you do you ever do any research and like say yeah i want to you know i'd rather have the guy that everybody is excited to have him cut on him that's a guy i want do you care whether the city councilman likes or the supervisor likes the county health official what i want is a county health official that is smarter than the average duck and doesn't just go along with some idiot, corrupt, pervert called Gavin Newsom down in Sacramento. I want somebody that's thinking about the health of the children that aren't getting sick, but they're getting screwed over educationally and mentally by jamming them up in a house all day. And I'm concerned about shutting down all the AANA meetings. And now we got underground AANA meetings going on because people are desperate to meet. And we can't, we don't have a gal that's running the health of these two counties. That's got a wit about her. All she got is the Soros family funded her education. And now we ended up with her and Oh, we like her. Oh, she's cute. Screw the cuteness. Who cares about the cuteness? Who cares about whether she's nice Look what she's done to the county. Oh, well, she just had to do it because Sacramento said, no, she didn't. Oh, the supervisor said, oh, we just had to do it because, you know, all you are is hookers. You just are doing stuff because people will pay you. Well, you know, we need the money to run the county. You know, I would rather have freedom and be poor than have money in my pocket and have somebody run my life and tell me I got to wear a mask. He says, don't fall for the lies any longer. If you fell for the lies this time, wake up. Join the army of truth seekers. Will you educate yourself? 
Get out of the stupid syndrome. Fight on the front lines. Listen, if you don't have any kids and you're just an old fart, why don't you just go do heroin and enjoy your life? But if you got children, you got something to fight for. Why don't you get out there and make them proud of you instead of being a pussy, a big wuss? Florida has just admitted to miscalculations on some that received positive COVID-19 results but never got tested, and many others have been incorrectly identified as positive in the state system. Listen, this testing crap is the most discombobulated, screwed up, mismanaged, uh, false, manipulated thing I've ever seen. I don't trust one bit of it. I, I don't care what statistics go down in history. They should have a big asterisk, two or three asterisks saying BS at the bottom. It's all BS. World Health Organization has just admitted that tr- transmission of the virus from an asymptomatic carrier. Remember that? Oh, my God. You can look all healthy and everything, but you can still give it to somebody else. It's a total lie. Asymptomatic means you may you have a tracer in your system from having it being in your system, but you didn't even get sick of it because your immune system just kicked its rear. That means you're asymptomatic. You can't give it to somebody. It says here they admitted the transmission of virus from asymptomatic people. The whole reason for the lockdowns. Remember that? Oh, we got, you know, it's, it, it's, why would you have to be locked down if you got all the sick people off the street? Oh, because asymptomatic people can give it to you. They're saying now it's different. It, it's very, very rare. In other words, you can't give it before showing symptoms. So if a guy's limping around and groveling around, snotting out his nose and vomiting or something, he can give it to you. In fact, they say that you got to be exchanging some saliva, dude. You got to be getting it on with somebody to get it from somebody. You got to be mixing it up. That was the whole reason we locked everything down, right? Because asymptomatic, you know, you can be healthy as a horse and you didn't get it, but you're going to give it to somebody else. Forget it. These people are just charlatans, big time charlatans, frauds. Go on YouTube. Well, this is your Dr. Lou for Wednesday, May something, something. And you haven't been performing at the right level. We're going to give you a D for your performance. I thought, screw you, girl. Who are you talking to me? Go do something else with your life. Go save somebody. I don't need saved. Whether I die of COVID or not, that's my business. Like, go save somebody else. I don't need saving. Go find something to do with your life. You know, start a checker game or something. Call me. I got a D because I didn't want to follow your rules. I don't. I don't even agree with your rules. I think you're all screwed up. How about that? You may be the nicest gal in the world. I may like to go get some, you know, pho with you, girl. But I ain't got. I ain't gonna do your health thing. It's BS. How about that? BS. Get take your three hundred thousand dollars and drive back to Elk Grove and knock your knock yourself out. The CDC just confirmed a four-tenths to 
tense death rate for COVID-19. Let me, I'm going to give you a perspective. It's so minor. A kid could get killed by lightning. You've got a better chance. The death rate for the flu, just a regular flu for the flu shot. The death rate, if you got the flu shot, if you got killed by the flu shot, is 0.6 tenths of a percent, twice as high as COVID. Don't take the flu shot. So for that, for what I just said, this guy writes, this guy is amazing. For, for all this, we've added nearly $6, million, $6 trillion to the national debt. We laid off or furloughed 50 million workers. We placed $60 million on food stamps. We've gone through 3.5% to 14.7% unemployment. We crippled the petroleum industry. We ruined the tourism industry. We bankrupted the service industry. We caused an impending meat and protein crisis. We threatened, fined, and arrested church leaders. We exacerbated mental health problems. We shut down schools and colleges, given unbridled power to unelected, corrupt, bureaucratic idiots called elected officials. We've increased suicides higher than the COVID deaths. Do you know something? If you want to take the COVID deaths in Yuba Center at 10, triple it for suicides. Triple it more for overdoses. Why don't you add that into your big dashboard over there, Dr. Lou? We delayed surgeries and treatments for profound illnesses like breast cancer. Oh, it'll hold. Just keep it there right in your breasts. We'll get to it because COVID, oh my God, we, we need every room for all these sick people that got a fever, can't breathe. No, we're not going to use hydroxychloroquine because it's only been on the market since 1955. And Dr. Fauci, he's waiting for the vaccine. So let's just everybody let him drop dead on ventilators. We've infringed upon countless important civil liberties. We've placed 300 million Americans on house arrest. Bill Gates has placed himself in such a position of influence by heavily funding all comers to make this lie possible. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, old Bill Gates, funding all the far big pharma. We need to treat, start treating it as a, as a lie that it is. Seriously, our whole way of life is at stake. I don't know whether, what you, where you think you're headed here, folks. We're screwed. We're screwed in a big time unless you're going to knock lard hair out of the governorship down there. And a lot of you can't even get your butt out of the chair to go over and sign a, of a, a recall. You don't have any better idea. Oh, I don't think it's going to do any good. We'll be right back. Support any friend, oppose any foe to assure the survival and the success of liberty. Every thoughtful citizen who despairs of war 
and wishes to bring peace should begin by looking inward, by examining his own attitude towards the possibilities of peace. Too many of us think it is impossible. Too many think it is unreal. But that is a dangerous, defeatist belief. It leads to the conclusion that war is inevitable, that mankind is doomed, that we are gripped by forces we cannot control. We need not accept that view. Our problems are man-made. Therefore, they can be solved by man. And man can be as big as he wants. No problem of human destiny is beyond human beings. Man's reason and spirit have often solved the seemingly unsolvable. And we believe they can do it again. Surely the opening vistas of space promise high costs and hardships, as well as high reward. So it is not surprising that some would have us stay where we are a little longer, to rest, to wait. But this city of Houston, this state of Texas, this country of the United States was not built by those who waited and rested and wished to look behind them. This country was conquered by those who move forward, and so will space. We choose to go to the moon in this decade and do the other thing, not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Because that challenge is one that we're willing to accept. The energy, the faith, the devotion, which we bring to this endeavor, will light our country and all who serve it. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. In Dallas, Texas, three shots were fired at President Kennedy's motorcade in downtown Dallas. The first reports say that President Kennedy has been seriously wounded by this shooting. The flash, apparently official, President Kennedy died at 1 p.m. Central Standard Time, 2 o'clock Eastern Standard Time, some 38 minutes ago. youth, grace, beauty, hope, promise. As history goes on, it will stay a very prominent part of its history. It's never going to fade. It is never going to fade. Hey, who's that on your computer? Oh, Rosa Parks. Hey, did you know they're going to build a statue of her and put it in the U.S. Capitol building? Oh, that's great. She deserves it. Mm -hmm. Hey, did I ever tell you my grandfather worked with her to start the civil rights movement? Really? Yeah, he was the guy who was like, get up, move it, lady, get to the back. Never would have happened without him, you know. Hey, uh, happy Black History Month. Fuck you. When we heard on the news last night, Grandpa voted Democrat, and our family ain't proud of that. Yeah, we thought it was a joke.
choke when the big news broke, but the show enough counted his vote, and now we're wondering how he cast it from inside his casket. This show seems funny to me, how they got his absentee. Grandpa voted Democrat, now he'll never rest in peace. From the way it sounds, they had a good turnout down at the Mount Olive Graveyard. Over 90% of the residents crossed over with their voter card. It's all over the news, and now they're arguing who's caught up in the voter fraud. And how a good man's name could be smeared this way while he's six feet under the sod. It sure took us by surprise He's been dead since 95 Grandpa voted Democrat My family ain't proud Yeah, we thought it was a joke When the big news broke But the show enough counted his vote Now we're wondering how he cast it Down inside his casket It sure seems funny to me how they got his absentee Grandpa voted Democrat Now he'll never rest in peace The guy says, serious our whole way of life's at stake And they have plans to make it much worse Now introducing it as a grand reset The new normal The beginning of the fourth revolution I.e. a surveillance state of control Where everyone lives in what is essentially a strict open-air prison. You know, they let all the prisoners out. They're just going to monitor everybody, everybody. That'd be you and the prisoner that's living next door to you. All the same. Some are on ankle bracelets. Some have chips. Some some are given a vaccine, and you got the, got the, the uh, stuff they can pick up out of your DNA. A strict open-air prison where you are tracked. Nothing is private. And everything, isn't it funny that we ran out of change? We're running out of cash. We're running out of everything. Isn't it interesting? We've got to go to a card. It's it's all deep state stuff, folks. You think, how come Donald Trump's doing everything? I wanted, how much did you get done yesterday, by the way? Did you get anything done? You didn't do your laundry? Besides wiping your butt, did you get anything done yesterday? You drink a cup of coffee? That's it? Dinged around, moved some paper around. Do you get anything done that's, that's like amazing, going to save the world, save a life, change change anything, change a person's perspective? Do you do anything? And you're going to blame. Every time something happens, you're going to blame it on Trump. Do you, what you should do is in Wikipedia, look up how many employees there are in the state, federal government. And everybody's got jobs to camp people or do this or do that. The president can only do so much, Right. Nothing is private. Everything is decided for you, and you have no rights, whatever, and there is no, there can be no resistance. I want you to just go try to get on a Southwest airplane and see how much resistance you get. They'll be up in your business big time. Go, go try to go to some of these stores. They'll be up in your business big time. When you go to a store right now, unless you're totally compliant, you got a mask. Some of you idiots are wearing masks. You're just driving around town with a mask, and you, you think you've got COVID sitting next to you riding shotgun. 
You think, oh, yeah, I'm a, I'm a CIA man. I got myself a mask on. I like a big shot. I got myself a uniform. Welcome to the new world order, this guy says. Welcome to the new world order. Uh, oh, all right. Okay. So let me talk about the mask. I, this is a real, this is a real bugaboo to me. I, I am just uh, this thing, this whole phenomenon has just—it it constantly bell rings me. I, I, I see people I know; they're all caught up, and I think, "Come on, man, are you kidding me? You need to go smoke some weed or something." Oh, let's see. Let me go up one more. I want to talk about. There's a really good writer. If you want to follow a good writer. Uh, Oh, it's California. Katie Grimes with the California Globe. She's the editor of the California Globe. Says government inconsistencies in science of the mandatory mask. I call it the Mao mask. Mao mask. Mao Tse Tung. They all had to wear uniforms over there. When I first went to China, they're all wearing these uniforms because everybody's got to be the same. We don't want, you know, we just want everybody to be part of the system. Like, well, we feel strong. Be like, hey, we don't want anybody to feel less than each other, so. Said the media and the government instruct us that mask wearing, even if you are healthy, is keeping others safe from coronavirus. How does that happen? I'm healthy. I'm going to wear a mask. I'm supposedly helping you. Well, I'm just showing respect. That's just, I'm just showing, I'm being kind. Screw kind. Screw respect. I can do that without the mask. It, I'm healthy. I'm keeping others safe from coronavirus. And you were selfish for questioning this indefinite mandate. Dr. Fauci, director of National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Disease, has flipped and flopped on this issue several times and has the Center for Disease Control. How can that be? If masks work, then they always worked or they never worked. What is it, everybody? They always worked or they never worked. And if they worked, how come we got sick people? And if social distancing worked, how come we got sick people? You know, the old the old argument is, oh, well, if we hadn't done that, millions would have died. That sounds like the old polar bears are dying up in the, the polar bears. Remember that? If the ice cap, if the ice cap melts, they can't have sex because you got to get firm foundation to get it on, connect, right? If you're all f- flopping around the water, it's hard to have sex in the water unless you've got a bottom like a swimming pool. So the polar bears, the, the, the ice cap never melted so they've actually gotten more right so it's kind of like the old argument oh the polar bears are gonna all die but if if we wouldn't have done this if we wouldn't have saved a can the polar bears all died so california globe has consistently asked these four questions check this out have you asked these questions if you haven't maybe you ought to get a clue go get some ginkgo biloba tune up your brain and ask these, if masks stop the spread of coronavirus, if, then why is the virus still spreading more than before the mask mandates? You with me? If putting on the mask stops the virus, then how come the virus hasn't stopped? If me not wearing a mask transmits the virus to other people who are wearing a mask, then doesn't that mean masks don't really work? Because if if I don't have the virus, or I don't think I do, I'm asymptomatic maybe, 
and you're wearing a mask and you get the virus, doesn't that mean masks don't have anything to do with anything? Three, how can mask wearing work when even stuffs, when everyone stuffs them in their pockets, their backpacks, purses, and contaminates them? They drop them on the ground and pick them up. Have you ever thought, seen that when people drop their mask on the ground? You say, hey, your immune system's laying on the ground. <laughs> Why are counties mandating children as young as two wear masks when science shows children are not vectors for the virus? There's better chance of a kid getting hit by lightning than getting the coronavirus. The CDC has gone from vehemently, that meaning Oliver and Linda, really against it, opposing masks, to promoting even cloth coverings, like a, like a uh, Norteño or Sedeño rag or snot rag. They've gone from really opposing them to now they promote even cloth coverings, which everyone agrees do not filter out most particles. Daniel Horowitz recently reported as late as May, the CDC was citing the 10 randomized controlled trials that showed no significant reduction in influenza transmission with the use of face masks containing the virions. That's the little things that going to get you virions. Containing the virions that are emitted from the aerosols in a mask, much less a cloth that so many wear, is like locking up a bee in a jail cell. As the CDC notes, masks were not designed to protect against microbiological particles 0.1 micron in size or one hundred thousandth of a centimeter, but from visible... in other words, they just go right on through that mask like a bumblebee coming through your jail cell. School-aged children are quite literally more likely to be struck by lightning than the COVID-19 bug, Horowitz said. And we don't shut schools during thunderstorm season. Children, including non-age infants, are seven times more likely to die from the flu every year than of covid 19 and 10 times more likely to be hospitalized by a case of the flu, just a regular flu. The United States still has schools in lockdown while European countries and Canada are not only opening schools, they're not requiring kids to wear masks at all. Technology news produced a paper. This is the title. If you want to look it up, masks are neither effective nor safe. A summary of the science And they reported this. The 2020 meta-analysis found that the evidence from randomized controlled trials of face masks did not support a substantial effect on transmission of laboratory-confirmed influenza, either when worn by the infected person or by persons in the general community to reduce their susceptibility to getting it from someone else. Another recent review found that masks had no effect specifically against COVID-19, although face masks use seemed linked to, in three of 31 studies, very slightly reduced odds of developing influenza-like illness. A 2019 study of 2,862 participants showed that both N95 respirators and surgical masks resulted in no significant difference in the incidence of laboratory-confirmed influenza. 
On and on and on, it just talks about Staphylococcus aureus bacteria, da-da-da, aureus particles. It's just BS, folks. It's just BS. It's a little uniform they wanted you to work with, to have on. The information says just shows just how ridiculous uh, the information from the CDC is. And he says, and Horowitz says, and these people have the nerve to call conservatives anti-science. I say, hell yeah. You know something? We got more research in our church on this stuff. And we got medical people who oh, I was a nurse for 18 years, and how dare you? We had to wear a mask every day. Nobody said it was doing anything. They just told you to go into the surgery center. You had to wear your cap, your gloves, and your mask. So what you did that? Maybe it was the stupidest thing in the world to do. In fact, Dr. Gundry, famous heart doctor, did over 10,000 surgeries, has a study that says it's better not to wear a mask in surgery than wear one. Put that in your mouth and chew on it there, chick. The question we might ask ourselves is this. If our government can now mandate such a personal and disruptive lifestyle change to our bodies with assertions that contradict their own longstanding evidence from just weeks ago and with so many unanswered questions, what else can they do to us without presenting evidence or a transparent or democratic debate? If they can just throw a mask at you, we got a whole mask industry. We got people printing logos on them. What's that paint smelling that paint all the time about? All these painted screen on logos and and slogans like it, it just it's we've lost our minds. We made a whole fad out of the damn mask. As the photo, uh, uh, let's see, the Californians. The mandatory antimicrobial face mask does not protect users against bacteria, against viruses, against germs, or other disease organisms. You think, well, how come they're wearing it in the hospital? How come? Because I'll tell you what the surgeons say. They say because we're talking the whole time we're in there, and we don't want to spit into the cavity that we got cut open on the person's belly or chest or neck or whatever. It's not saving us from the guy laying on the table. Let me say this again. The mandatory antimicrobial face mask does not protect users against bacteria, viruses, germs, or other disease organisms. But Californians have to wear them because the governor Lardhair says to. Who cares what he says? The guy is a total pervert. He screwed his best friend's wife while he was telling him what a great friend he was to him. And he was he was doing his the best friend's right, wife. How about that for a wonderful guy? We went from zero to 60 with a two-week shutdown of the economy to flatten the curve to being ordered by the governor to wear masks indoors and outdoors as California business had and schools were shut down. Can, I never heard of such a thing. I, I've just been on this earth too long. They they can't fool me on this stuff. I actually attended school and, and like going to school. I didn't like all my teachers. But to just tell kids, you can't go to school. And teachers are saying, 
it's too risky to go back to school. I just want to get paid to stay home and think about school. Screw you people. Go find a job. Go be a greeter at Walmart if you don't want to teach school. Find something else to do. We don't need you anyway. Parents will get, there's, you know something, there's so many good teachers online now. They can teach 200,000 kids. An online teacher. I just talked to a guy that just helped me out the other night, did a, uh, did a, a favor for me, and he told me his teachers, his wife's teaching kids online. All kinds of cool stuff. They, we just acing these unions out. I think we would just shuck the union down to the cob. Forget the unions. All right, that's mask. If you still want to wear one, go for it. I I'm not wearing one. I don't have one in my pocket. I don't have one in my car. I don't have a I don't have a batch in the house. I got tip volunteers. If they want to wear a mask, we have masks for them. If the if the government says you can't go onto this trauma scene without a mask, we wear a mask. It's okay. It's okay. I don't mind. Just, you know, we're just, you know, it used to be back in the day, we'd wear a a shield or a mask in the hospital. Somebody had TB, somebody had something funky. They said, hey, you ought to mask up for this. You ought to put on gloves for this. Guy's got AIDS. I want to thank uh, Monty Hecker. Uh, Monty has done so many good things for the community, and really people don't. He's just behind the scenes working his rear off to stand up for the good of the country. He's a patriot. He's a former military man, retired military, and he, he started his own business when he got out of the military. He calls it Elite Universal Security. He's looking for good workers, honest people, people who actually show up early and go home late and ask what else they can do before they leave and have a good attitude. And uh, they're not like sleeping on the job, but they, they're thinking and they want to do good. They want to see how they can improve the company. He wants to hire you. And you can get a job there, and if you don't have to live here in Yuba County or Sutter County. You can live up in all kinds of counties going up towards the Oregon border north of us and all the way down below Sacramento. He's got all kinds of jobs going on, and you could call him up at 530-749-0280. You can, you can look up his website at api-academy. That's where they do some training. They do online and in-class training, api-academy.com. And you can find out what's shaking, or you could go to eliteuniversalsecurity.com, and you can check them out. You can send them an email. You can come to their courses. If you need a concealed weapon permit, you can get that. If you're anybody from the community, if you don't need to go to work for money, you can still get your permits, get trained. Uh, if you need some security, you know, right now the politicians are having the cops stand down or they arrest people and then they just let them out. It's crazy. I never seen anything like it. Police don't even like it. Police are totally freaked out about it. They don't like it. But that's what the politicians are telling them to do. You know, it. it you should, if you thought deeper than, uh, than you average do, average think, uh, you might think of electing some different officials because the batch we got in there right now, they are swinging and missing in a big way. So uh, if if you need somebody to watch over your equipment on a job or you're to patrol your house or patrol your business, or maybe you got some weird stuff going on in your neighborhood, you need somebody to brainstorm what's going on. I mean, they could help you. Monty Hecker. And and he is right in the middle of anything that's standing up for freedom, whether it's a bill, cut taxes. He's always doing the community organization 
for that. Um, he is a real patriot and a great guy, and he'll help you get into the security business. And it may be a stepping stone for you to go into law enforcement. You think, I, I really like to do this. this. This is something, but it's a way you can kind of dip in. They got armed officers, patrol officers, part-time officers. I even met a guy that I went to high school with. He's retired. Um, and he thought, you know, I was bored. I couldn't, didn't like just sitting around. So I, he's a, I met him over at the courthouse one day. He was checking people going into the courthouse. So he works part-time. So, uh, Anyway, Monty Hacker. Uh, also, I just I just had a connection with the plumbing doctor, 530-671-9111. I came home. I had a bunch of water standing in my yard. Something weird happened. I don't know. I thought it was my feed from the uh, Cal Water Service coming in. So I called Ted Holmes. He counseled. He's over in Idaho doing a project for his son. And uh, he... Uh, counseled me over the phone i got cal water out there last night they gave me good service uh, anthony meyer came by i know know him from the community he's a great guy great representative for cal water helped me sort out some things and uh, we s- saved me a lot of money and figured out i think we figured out the problem but uh plumbing doctor can help you if you get in a jam you could call him in yuba sutter counties at 530-671 one one and i'll tell you about green it's construction on the other side of this break but man when you when you got a plumbing problem it just gets right up in your business if the water's not running or it's running too much or it's running in the wrong direction or dribbling out the wall the light socket it's a bad sign need some help if you don't know how to fix it yourself i was out there trying to turn the water off near the street and i didn't have one of those perfectly little those tools they got I was having a dickens of a time till Anthony showed up. He just fixed it for me and like put me at peace. We'll be right back and then uh, we'll do got two more segments. All right, just a second. But then an angel came one day, told me to kneel down and pray. For unto me a man child would be born. Oh, this crazy circumstance. In Congress, July 4th, 1776, the unanimous declaration of the 13 United States of America. When in the course of human events it becomes necessary for one people to dissolve the political bands which have connected them with another, and to assume among the powers of the earth the separate and equal station to which the laws of nature and of nature's God entitle them. A decent respect to the opinions of mankind requires that they should declare the causes which impel them to the separation. We hold these truths to be self-evident, that all men are created equal, that they are endowed by their Creator with certain unalienable rights, that among these are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their just powers from the consent of the governed. That whenever any form of government becomes destructive of these ends, it is the right of the people to alter or to abolish it and to institute new government, laying its foundation on such principles and organizing its powers in such forms as to them shall seem most likely to affect their safety and happiness. 
Prudence indeed will dictate that governments long established should not be changed for light and transient causes. And accordingly, all experience hath shown that mankind are more disposed to suffer while evils are sufferable than to right themselves by abolishing the forms to which they are accustomed. But when a long train of abuses and usurpations pursuing invariably the same object evinces a design to reduce them under absolute despotism, it is their right, it is their duty to throw off such government and to provide new guards for their future security. Such has been the patient sufferance of these colonies, and such is now the necessity which constrains them to alter their former systems of government. The history of the present King of Great Britain is a history of repeated injuries and usurpations all having in direct object the establishment of an absolute tyranny over these states. To prove this, let facts be submitted to a candid world. He has refused his assent to laws, the most wholesome and necessary for the public good. He has forbidden his governors to pass laws of immediate and pressing importance unless suspended in their operation till his assent should be obtained. And when so suspended, he has utterly neglected to attend to them. He has refused to pass other laws for the accommodation of large districts of people, unless those people would relinquish the right of representation in the legislature, a right inestimable to them and formidable to tyrants only. He has called together legislative bodies at places unusual, uncomfortable, and distant from the depository of their public records for the sole purpose of fatiguing them into compliance with his measures. He has dissolved representative houses repeatedly for opposing with manly firmness his invasions on the rights of the people. He has refused for a long time after such dissolutions to cause others to be elected, whereby the legislative powers, incapable of annihilation, have returned to the people at large for their exercise, the state remaining in the meantime exposed to all the dangers of invasion from without and convulsions within. He has endeavored to prevent the population of these states, for that purpose obstructing the laws of naturalization of foreigners, refusing to pass others to encourage their migrations hither, and raising the conditions of new appropriations of lands. He has obstructed the administration of justice by refusing his assent to laws for establishing judiciary powers. He has made judges dependent on his will alone for the tenure of their offices and the amount and payment of their salaries. He has erected a multitude of new offices and sent hither swarms of officers to harass our people and eat out their substance. He has kept among us in times of peace standing armies without the consent of our legislators. He has affected to render the military independent of and superior to the civil power. He has combined with others to subject us to a jurisdiction foreign to our constitution and unacknowledged by our laws, giving his assent to their acts of pretended legislation for quartering large bodies of armed troops among us, for protecting them by a mock trial from punishment for any murders which they should commit on the inhabitants of these states, for cutting off our trade with all parts of the world, for imposing taxes on us without our consent, for depriving us in many cases of the benefits of trial by jury, for transporting us beyond seas to be tried for pretended offenses, for abolishing the free system of English laws in a neighboring province, establishing therein an arbitrary government, 
and enlarging its boundaries so as to render it at once an example and fit instrument for introducing the same absolute rule into these colonies. For taking away our charters, abolishing our most valuable laws, and altering fundamentally the forms of our governments. For suspending our own legislators and declaring themselves invested with power to legislate for us in all cases whatsoever. He has abdicated government here by declaring us out of his protection and waging war against us. He has plundered our seas, ravaged our coasts, burnt our towns, and destroyed the lives of our people. He is at this time transporting large armies of foreign mercenaries to complete the works of death, desolation, and tyranny, already begun with circumstances of cruelty and perfidy scarcely paralleled in the most barbarous ages, and totally unworthy the head of a civilized nation. He has constrained our fellow citizens taken captive on the high seas to bear arms against their country, to become the executioners of their friends and brethren, or to fall themselves by their hands. He has excited domestic insurrections among us, and has endeavored to bring on the inhabitants of our frontiers, the merciless Indian savages whose known rule of warfare is an undistinguished destruction of all ages, sexes, and conditions. In every stage of these oppressions, we have petitioned for redress in the most humble terms. Our repeated petitions have been answered only by repeated injury. A prince, whose character is thus marked by every act which may define a tyrant, is unfit to be the ruler of a free people. Nor have we been wanting in attention to our British brethren. We have warned them from time to time of attempts by their legislature to extend an unwarrantable jurisdiction over us. We have reminded them of the circumstances of our emigration and settlement here. We have appealed to their native justice and magnanimity, and we have conjured them by the ties of our common kindred to disavow these usurpations which would inevitably interrupt our connections and correspondence. They too have been deaf to the voice of justice and of consanguinity. We must, therefore, acquiesce in the necessity which denounces our separation and hold them as we hold the rest of mankind, enemies in war, in peace, friends. We, therefore, the representatives of the United States of America, in General Congress, assembled appealing to the supreme judge of the world for the rectitude of our intentions do in the name and by the authority of the good people of these colonies solemnly publish and declare that these united colonies are and of right ought to be free and independent states that they are absolved from all allegiance to the british crown and that all political connection between them and the state of great britain is and ought to be totally dissolved and that as free and independent states they have full power to levy war conclude peace contract alliances establish commerce and to do all other acts and things which independent states may of right do. And for the support of this declaration, with a firm reliance on the protection of divine providence, we mutually pledge to each other our lives, our fortunes, and our sacred honor.
right, welcome back. This is the fifth segment, and I wanted to uh, talk about vaccines a little bit. I'm no doctor, but I've been studying, listening, listening to a lot of people, reading about all these vaccinations. You know, back in the day, I think I got a half dozen or something when I was a youngster. So he said that kids get like 60 vaccines or just so they get all these shots. And uh, when I was on the school board, we had a real concern because the the amount of autism kids are just like, it's like a thousand percent more than it was a few years ago. It's like incredible. And the only thing people can say is like, well, we do a lot of these vaccines. So uh, one of the guys that, so some of you new folks, young folks, may not know the Kennedy name very much, but uh, the Kennedys were a well-known Massachusetts family. And uh, one of them became president of the United States. Joseph was the father. They say he made money in the prohibition moving liquor. But then he got respectable, and uh, he had a bunch of kids, a Catholic family. And uh, some of them died tragically tragically, uh, early on. Some, I think one of them had uh, mental health issues or retardation issues. But uh, John F. Kennedy became the president of the United States, and his brother Robert F. Kennedy, or Bobby Kennedy, became the attorney general under uh, his brother. And uh, so John Kennedy was, of course, assassinated and as president. And then when Robert Kennedy was running for president later on, he was assassinated during the campaign. So, uh, but his wife uh, continued, Ethel Kennedy continued to raise Robert Kennedy's children, their, their kids together. And one of their uh, youngsters uh, grew up to be Robert F. Kennedy Jr. And he is a very liberal um, environment, environmental attorney. And he's turned out to be a very uh, critical and a thorn in the side of the vaccine community because of the lacks and the gaps and the lack of integrity in the vaccine community. Um, So this article says it is bad when even pro-vaccine doctors are saying no. Uh, And he says it is bad when Moderna, Moderna is the name of a pharmaceutical company, Moderna, modern with an A on the end, bans participants in the trial from donating sperm or having unprotected sex. If they're, if, in other words, you take the vaccine on and they don't want you to have unprotected sex or donate sperm while you had that vaccine in your system. Even if you are a staunch believer in vaccines, you need to review what I'm going to tell you below. You don't need to review it. I'm going to tell you it. What is coming is a different breed of medicine. Do you really want your children's bodies altered this way permanently? So this is what Robert F. Kennedy Jr. says. Now, Robert F. Kennedy is a big outspoken critic of a lot of conservatives. But I like his concern about the vaccine situation. So listen to him. Pharma 
has 80 COVID vaccines in development, but Gates and Fauci pushed Moderna's Frankenstein jab to the front of the line. Scientists and ethicists are sounding alarms. The vaccines use, vaccine uses a new untested and very controversial experiment, RNA technology, that's like DNA, that Gates has backed for over a decade. Instead of injecting an antigen or adjuvant, or adjuvant as with traditional vaccines, Moderna plugs a small piece of coronavirus genetic code into human cells, altering DNA throughout the human body and reprogramming our cells to produce antibodies to fight the virus. It's an entirely different Frankenstein-style approach, folks. Myrna, M-R-N-A, capital letters, Myrna, M-R-N-A, vaccines are a form of genetic engineering called germline gene editing. Moderna's genetic alterations are passed down to future generations. That, that means when you get this vaccine, you're going to pa- pass these changes to your next generation. This, is, this isn't your normal vaccine against like polio or smallpox. In January, the Geneva Statement um, of the world's leading ethicists and scientists called for an end to this kind of experimentation. Moderna has never brought a product to market, proceeded through clinical trials, or had a vaccine approved by the FDA. Despite Gates' investments, the company was teetering on bankruptcy with a $1.5 billion debt before COVID. Now, I want you to think through the money situation here because it's driving these insistence insistencies on we got to have a we have we got to have a vaccine uh, whatever vaccine rolls out some people are going to make some big money including some of the big names you've been hearing like Fauci and uh and Gates and of course Burke's daughter Deborah Burke's daughter Laura Burke's works for Bill Gates Fauci's support one this is what Bobby Kennedy says Fauci's support won the company, that's Moderna. Remember, they're going broke. They've never brought anything to market, but they're into this really controversial Frankenstein site. I'm going to change your DNA, and you're going to pass it on to your kids. They're bankrupt, teetering on bankruptcy, $1.4 million. In the midst of this, Fauci's support won the company, Moderna, an astonishing $483 million federal funds to accelerate development of their vaccine. Dr. Joseph Bolin, Moderna's former research and development chief, expressed shock at Fauci's bet. He said, I don't know what their thinking was, he told CNN. When I read that, I was pretty amazed. Moderna and Fauci launched federally funded human trials on March 3rd in Seattle. Dr. Peter Hotez warns of potentially fatal consequences from skipping animal studies. Quote, if there is immune enhancement in animals, that's a showstopper. Dr. Suhab Siddiqui, Moderna's ex-director, ex-director of chemistry, told CNN, I would not let the vaccine be injected in my body. I would demand, where is the toxicity data? Former NIH scientist Dr. Judy Mikovits, and she's an adversary of Fauci, and she wrote a book called, oh, the, 
I can't think of it now. There's something fraud. No, the corruption. I'll, I'll, I'll look it up. Then I'll give it to you. Doctor, if you, if you just Google her, you're going to find her book. It just came out two months ago. Dr. Judy Mikovits says it's criminal to test Myrna vaccines on humans. Myrna, she says, can cause cancers and other dire harms that don't surface for years. As precautions, Moderna ordered trial participants to avoid unprotected sex or sperm donations, and Fauci directed all that all COVID vaccines to be protected by blanket immunity. Let me tell you what that means. That means that any any far, big pharma, big pharmaceutical company that creates a COVID vaccine, if it kills people, makes them mentally ill, causes retardation, causes autism, you cannot sue the company. That's called immunity, blanket immunity. Gates hopes to sell. Do you hear that term sell? He talks about being a philanthropist. Gates hopes to sell his experiment told gene-altering technology to all 7 billion humans and transform our species into GMOs. Are you ready for this? That's what Robert F. Kennedy wrote. Are you ready for this? So it's something to think about. Uh, anyway, you you should read Dr. Judy Mikovits's book. Let me just see if I can get it up here and... Uh, I'm just going to Google her name, and I don't know why I can't remember it tonight, but I'm going to see if I can I can just pull it up here all of a sudden. Judy Mikovits, she worked for the National Cancer Institute. She, I think she's 60 or 65 years of age right now. Uh, she's got a lot to say, and she worked with Fauci. And she worked on the first HIV uh, solution. Judy Mikovits. We'll call it new book. Let's see if it pulls it up. Here it is. The Plague of Corruption. Just came out two months ago. Plague of Corruption. She's going to tear the hide off Fauci before it's over. And uh, she got so much trouble over uh, her revelations working for the National Health Institute as a scientist, that they put her in jail, never charged her, never prosecuted her, just put her in jail for a while. You didn't think that was possible in America? America? Happened to her. You ought to read her, get her book. Get her book. She says, the plague of corruption, let me just read, I'll read it. You ought to check into it. Plague of Corruption, subtitle, Restoring Faith in the Promise of Science, Children's Health Defense. Uh, this is, there's another book here that says Fauci, the Bernie Madoff, remember Bernie Madoff that ripped everybody off? The Bernie Madoff of science and the HIV Ponzi scheme that concealed the chronic fatigue syndrome epidemic. There's all kinds of books inoculated, how science lost its soul in autism. Uh, but Judy Mikovits, uh, it came out April 14th, 2020. It's a number one bestseller. Unbelievable. I got to get me a copy. Restoring Faith 
uh, forwards written by Robert F. Kennedy Jr. There's another guy that uh, is an attorney that co-wrote it with her. His name is Kent Heckin Lively. Now, both the interesting thing is I've heard him on numbers of time on uh, radio and and uh, YouTube. Uh, they are good people. They're Christian people, and they are they are speaking from the truth as they see it. Uh, says Ben Kent. Here's some people. Kent Heckin Lively and Judy Mikovits are the new dynamic duo, duo fighting corruption in science. I'm just trying to see. I'd like to see it since I got it here. Whether there's a review. Bestseller under the topic virology. All right. It says the rampant corruption hides from the public scientific truths. Nobel laureate regarding HIV, Dr. Luke Montagnu. Anyway, uh, the plague of corruptions and, uh, Checked out, I think, Fauci, that book by Charles Ortlib, Charlie Ortlib, Charles Ortlib, Fauci. That looks great as well. Cheap, too. I wonder if that's been out a while. Mikeovich's book got got almost five stars out of five. It's over four stars, four and four and a quarter. And they've got over 2,000 ratings. I think she probably lit it up. I, I think this gal's for... Awesome, awesome gal. Oh, here's some. How about this? This book is jaw-dropping. It is a jaw-dropping excursion through the lies of big money, big government, big pharma. God bless Dr. Mikovits for her courage in sharing this story. Here's Michelle Malkin writes, Anthony Fauci, Bill Gates, and Big Pharma don't want you to read this book. Get Plague of Corruption now and learn the truth about the public health industrial complexes, decades of research, fraud, and vaccine. What they're saying in here is is they could have saved a lot of lives that had HIV because they put it off over a year fighting on who was going to get the patents and stuff. Uh, Dr. Luc Montagnier, 2008 Nobel laureate of for the isolation of HIV retrovirus, he says, one of the main problems of our time is the public loss of confidence in the scientific community because of a too often corrupt coalition of government and corporate entities. Judy Mikovits and Kent Heckenlively, their book delves into the midst of the rampant corruption which hides from the public scientific truths which might go against these corrupt economic interests. Now, what I'm saying to you is, and what I've been dinging around here with all this stuff, the reason this whole hullabaloo you've been going through on your local level <clears throat> is to make big shots trillions of dollars. Can you imagine if you inoculate 7 billion people, who, how much money is going to be made off that? That's what all the hamburger companies want to do for years. McDonald wants to put a burger in every mouth every day. How about that? Or a taco in every mouth. If you're gym boys, you got it. Plague of corruption is a once in a generation eye opener that is likely to have a profound impact on how Americans view their country's public health and scientific step. I think they're totally corrupt and I don't want anything to do. I, I'm into the local doctors. 
I've I've had I've had a number of surgeries. It's been weird. I've had a number of surgeries all of a sudden since I was just in the last five years, and all of them have been amazingly good, positive. I always tell the doctors I feel like I'm better than from the factory because I've had really good success because I've had really good doctors. But I'm telling you the the complex of big pharma, big hospitals, and the government is totally corrupt. And that's why so many people, it, we didn't need to have all these deaths from COVID. Oh, by the way, have you listened to Stella, Dr. Stella, the black Nigerian? She once was born in Nigeria, but she became a doctor there, came to the United States. Now she's in Houston, Texas. And she was with these uh, doctors that uh, exposed, they all came out on the state capitol and exposed how funky this whole thing against hydro hydroxychloroquine was right in fact i i had a big deal about it but i lost it on on uh, before i got to the program tonight anyway stella goes off saying that she's had a hundred percent healing of all her covid patients with nobody going to the hospital and all these docs are saying it all over the country these these docs that are practitioners and yet we got all these people dying around the country and so a lot of these people mock Stella. Uh, she's got a heavy uh, African accent. She speaks English, but it's got with an African accent. She says she'd been interviewed. I just watched it on YouTube a couple hours ago. I thought, oh, this is awesome because this, I don't know what station he's from or what network, but he's asking her, he says, doesn't it bother you that CNN is mocking you because she's a Christian woman? And she's a minister of the gospel, along with being a doctor, and she's a demon buster. And she understands the supernatural and the demonic. And so people Googled her, all these network people, and they thought, oh, she's a quack. She's like a witch or something. She's weird. She's talking about demons actually coming down and, and trying to have sex with human beings, which, by the way, is a common thing. If If, if that blows your hair back... You need to just grab onto your hair and hold on to it for a minute. But it, just because you don't know something doesn't mean you're smarter than the rest of it. That means you're stupid. You know, and we start out in school and you don't know, don't know your ABCs. That's not a positive. Or you don't know how to write or you don't know how to do multiplication table, your fractions. That is not a positive thing when you get through school. That'd be your stupid. So if you don't know about some of these demonic things and stuff, that, that would put you as stupid. So the guy's saying to her, he says, don't don't you feel bad that CNN just trashed you? And she said, oh, not at all. She said, I, I don't feel trashed at all. In fact, they helped me. And he said, oh, how'd they help you? And he said, well, before CNN trashed me, I had about 200,000 followers. Now I have over 600,000 followers. And he said, she said, all those people need help. A lot of them need help. She said, in fact, she said, if I get in a room with one of them CNN uh, newscasters, uh, I'll have them down on the floor. I'll be casting a demon out of them. They'll be, they'll be slithering all around the floor like a snake. Obviously, the woman knows what she's talking about. The gal's full of the Holy Ghost. And, uh, but, but they, as they do in modern America, they don't have reverence for God. They mock God. And they mock anybody that's following. They think you're, you're a... Uh, You've got a slanted forehead. You know, you're you're less evolved and you're you're just not you just got a flat spot on the brain. Right. And uh, the sad thing is 
that though they portray themselves to be intelligent, they're actually the most ignorant people on the planet. We're going to be right back. I got one more segment, and then we're going to call it a night. Are those deadly? No, no one's ever died of a squirrel before. Not yet. The key to a good life is living with as much fear as possible. People who go after their dreams and take chances are irresponsible nut jobs putting us all at risk. Plus, they miss out on the joy of spending their lives confined to the coffin of their comfort zone. So you don't make that same mistake, I'm gonna teach you how to live with as much fear as possible. You're at risk of dying. Know that the minute you're born, you're at risk of dying. So instead of enjoying the preciousness of the adventure that is your life, build a wall of protection around you. Just be sure not to notice how the wall that protects you imprisons you. Because for you, the purpose of being alive isn't to live your life. It's to protect your life. Uh, no, I'm not getting close to you because you might leave me one day. Always choose a feeling of safety over a feeling of aliveness. Instead of asking the person out, taking the adventure, leaving the job you hate, or doing the thing you've never done before, avoid those dangers so you can keep the pacifier of safety in your mouth. Because that feels better. <laughs> Not a chance. I'd rather work the job I hate because it makes me feel safe. Find the danger in everything. Instead of experiencing connection, expansion, and playfulness, Use your inner wisdom to find the danger in everything around you. Like right now, I'm acutely aware this tree might fall on me, that dog might attack me, the sun's giving me cancer, the air's probably polluted, snakes are definitely gonna bite me, and I might die of an aneurysm any minute now. There is nothing to enjoy in all this ugliness. Imagine the worst case scenario. In any given situation, imagine the worst case scenario that could happen and then believe it'll happen because you thought of it. And then protect yourself from it. No, I'm not going outside. If I do, I'll definitely get COVID. Then I'd come home and infect my wife. Then she wouldn't be able to cook for me because she's sick. Then we'd have to resort to eating the dogs only for her to die three days later. Then I'd have to bury my own wife in the backyard. And I'd probably die on top of her grave. Then squirrels would eat my body. I don't want that. So I think for the next three years, I'll be staying inside. Criticize courageous people. Get angry and criticize people who have the courage to do the things you're afraid to do. Your anger validates your fear and that helps keep you stuck in it. <laughs> I hate musicians. They're so arrogant. They think they're better than everybody else. Do you play an instrument? No, but I've always wanted to. Worry about loss. Focus on everything you have and then worry about losing everything you have. Instead of enjoying the gifts that life gives you, worry about losing the gifts that life gives you. Vilify discomfort. Uncomfortable feelings should be your public enemy number one. You should understand that if something feels uncomfortable, then it's terrible for you. 
to have the most amount of fear possible, you want to courageously avoid anything that could create discomfort, which happens to be just about everything outside of your comfort zone. You're funny, you should be stand-up. No way. People I don't know might not think I'm funny. That'd be way too much to handle. I'd rather just watch other people do stand-up. It's more fulfilling that way. You've now got the ingredients to live with the most amount of fear possible so you can live your best life. Enjoy the freedom that comes from the constriction of fear as you stay safe in the coffin of your comfort zone. Good afternoon. I'm Dan Dow, District Attorney for the County of San Luis Obispo, California. Today I was asked by a reporter from the Tribune newspaper about a speech I gave on July 4th, Independence Day, in which I boldly stated that by the power vested in me as the district attorney for San Luis Obispo County, I declared San Luis Obispo County a sanctuary county for singing and praise in our houses of worship. Not three days earlier, on Wednesday, July 1st, Governor Newsom's public health department issued a statement that said places of worship must discontinue singing activities. My duty and my solemn commitment as district attorney is to protect our community by enforcement of the rule of law in a way that results in justice. Inherent with my responsibility to enforce the law is the discretion that I have as the chief prosecutor to pursue only those charges that are warranted and are in the interests of justice, and to decline prosecuting cases that would not be in the interest of justice. I'm proud to tell you today, still on July 31st, 2020, I stand by that statement that I made on Independence Day. Millions and millions of Americans have valiantly and honorably served this nation in combat since the Revolutionary War. To present day, more than one million warriors have paid the ultimate price, and that was the cost of their life, so that you and I can enjoy the freedoms that are uniquely American. The very first amendment to the United States Constitution guarantees to every person the liberty with respect to how we worship or practice our religious faith. And at this time, our state is letting tens of thousands of state prisoners out of prison who were convicted and sentenced for very serious crimes because we're concerned they might catch the coronavirus. It would be, in my opinion, the very definition of insanity if we simultaneously branded a person of faith as a criminal for singing in their house of worship I believe it would be a severe injustice for my office to charge a person with a crime who has simply chosen to practice their faith by singing with their congregation. Today, in 2020, more than ever, we need more people attending their houses of worship and seeking help from the Almighty for an answer to the coronavirus. So in that spirit, I call upon people of faith in our county, all across our state and our nation, and the world to please pray for peace, to pray for healing, to pray for a cure for the coronavirus that has devastated people all over the globe. May God bless this country, the United States of America, that still has a constitution that guarantees liberty and justice for all. Every single globalist attack on American workers, Joe Biden's policies put China first and America last. And that's what he'll continue to do if he ever got this shot. And you will have a disruption in the markets, the likes of which our country has never seen. You will have a crash in the markets 
because he's going to double and triple your taxes. He's going to do things that nobody ever would ever think even possible because he's following the radical left agenda. Take away your guns, destroy your Second Amendment, no religion, no anything, hurt the Bible, hurt God. He's against God, he's against guns, he's against energy, our kind of energy. Uh, I don't think he's going to do too well in Ohio. Alrighty, we're in our last segment, and uh, thank you again for watching. I want to watching for for listening. I'm I'm trying to watch what I'm doing. Is what I'm my problem is here. I'm losing my mind here tonight. Uh, I wanted to uh, tell you I was having a talk with Dave Greenitz because one of the one of the uh, folks that likes to listen to the podcast he switched over finally from the radio station. He said, you know, I I really like this podcast thing now. I I, he didn't get all the, into all the details, but uh, he hears me advertising for these different contractor type folks. He said, "Hey, I need to roof my house." Now I've become one of these like Angie's list, like, "Hey, who do you recommend for roofing?" So anyway, uh, I I called Dave Green. It's because he he uses roofers when they remodel these houses. Sometimes they cut into the roof, have to change the roof line, or do something, put a skylight in, or something. So they have roofers work with them. So anyway, I called Dave Greenitz. I was kidding with. I said, "Hey, I need a one of the uh, people listen to the podcast. They they want to roof their house here in Yuba City. Can you help them with a couple ideas?" So we gave him a, a couple recommendations, and so then we were talking about. He said, "Hey, I got a I got a really good uh, uh, remodel. We're going to post on Facebook pretty soon." So we were talking about his business, and he said, "I can't remember how many months, but I he's." To, to get him to do your work, he's happy to do your work. But uh, I said, maybe people are going to have to take a personality test and join a lottery. You know how some of these guys, they want to go elk hunting or deer hunting, or but they only give out so many tags in these different parts of the states. And so they have to put it, put their name in a lottery and get drawn to see if you even get a chance to go hunting, go hunting in those states. So maybe we're going to have to start a Greenitz construction lottery. So, um, so then you can pull your name out of hat to see whether your kitchen or your bath's going to be the next one. But um, anyway, they're, they're scrambling around. They got several uh, jobs. I don't, I thought he said eight or nine jobs lined up ahead of them, but they got a few crews, but it's busy, busy, busy for him because he just does, it's not advertising as he said, maybe I should quit advertising, but he just does great work. And, uh, so uh, he said, usually takes me a little while now to go see the project or talk to people on it, and then it's going to be a few months down the road before we get to it. So, um, but, you know, the deal is if you're going to live for a while and you're going to be in that house for a while and you want the best, uh, you know, just like when I, when I needed my back worked on or when I needed my shoulder worked on or my knee worked on, I found the best. And I, I kept asking, nosing around, and then I wanted the best to work on those parts. Uh, and when, and I, and I've talked to so many people said, Oh, I wish I'd have got the guy you got. I wish I'd have done the thing you did. And I wish they would have too. different people make just different decisions because of different reasons. 
But the fact is, sometimes it's worth waiting for people if you can. If, you, if you're desperate and you've got to have it done right now, you've got to have it done right now. But uh, if you want to try Greenwich Construction, you should go and check out his work before and after. Because uh, I was telling him how much I'm impressed by it. And he's getting ready to put a fresh one up. So greenestconstruction.com, green with E-T-Z on the end, construction.com. Or you can go to Dave Greenitz on the Facebook page, Dave Greenitz Construction. And uh, you can check out his work and uh, check out how to get a hold of him. You can email him. You can text him. You can call him. You can do a lot of different things to get a hold of him. And uh, he can answer your questions. Usually when you call Dave, you actually get Dave on the phone. He doesn't have a secretary. He just handles phone calls himself. And uh, it's 530-682-9602, 530-682-9602. And uh, so you can, when you get around to it, if you want to actually talk to him, he'll talk to you. Otherwise, you can just snoop around and look over his work and, and uh, make it easy on yourself. Have a good experience. End up with something you're very, very proud of. So, uh, all right. I wanted to talk a little bit uh in this last segment about um, what's going on in social media. And I won't go through, you know what, if you know what I meant by social media, I won't explain all the platforms besides Facebook, Google, da, 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 da. they're all the media platforms. And we know that if, if you, if you've got half a clue, you know that the mainstream media MSM is corrupt and and they they desperately want to they no longer deal with the news they just simply portray a story that is a lie i i find the drug addicts that i deal with are much more honest and and forthright than the news media is i just it's shocking to say that because it hasn't always been that way but that's the way it is today and you just got to deal with it so you got to figure out other ways to get information but the Interesting thing is is to watch representatives from the major social media platforms lie to Congress. They're liars lying to liars. <laughs> there are a few <coughs> good Congress people, but they're liars. These guys are liars. And anybody that's posted anything on Facebook, which I don't, but anybody that's posted anything significant on Facebook has had it taken down. And, in fact, they just showed a deal where on Facebook, and it's up there. Somebody posted it up there. It's, you know how they Photoshop stuff? So it's a shot of him hugging his daughter in the back of a car. They're in a limo, it looks like. And somebody took that same photo, and they put Epstein's head. Uh, it, it looks like he's hugging uh, from the back uh, Epstein, the guy that shot himself, with, who was on this, uh, has a pervert island. And now that didn't get taken down on Facebook, but you can post all kinds of stuff on Facebook. In fact, most of Donald Trump's advertisements for president have been removed because they they say it's fake news. And uh, in fact, anything having to do with hydroxychloroquine will be taken off Facebook or these social media pieces. So what they're doing is they're just uh, whatever the liberal extreme liberal socialist line is that gets to stay up on social media and everything else is taken down. And then they say it's fake news or it needs to be fact checked or something, something, but they put up all kinds of stuff. That's totally fallacious. 
And for all of us to lend it fallacious means it's not true. So it's fallacious. So when they, when these doctors and I, 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 I can't find this, uh, this, I don't have time to look for it now, but the doctors that came and, and outed the whole CDC who, and they stood on the, and they had this, the doctor named Simone something. She's a very pretty white woman. She kind of started off talking. She's both a medical doctor. She's a Harvard university trained doctor and lawyer. And, they had all these doctors that spoke saying that the truth was not being told in the media about what could deal with this COVID problem, right? It's such a fiasco. This is just simply like the common cold. And, and instead of treating it and, and really getting and dealing with it quickly when, when the symptoms are small, minor, they're just letting it get bad and letting people die. It, it's just disgusting. So anyway, Stella, Dr. Stella, the the Nigerian-born woman, I was talking to a doctor on the phone tonight, and he was saying, I said, hey, have you you seen these clips from Dr. Stella? And he said, oh, yeah, that's the woman that all those doctors, they keep taking them off the media. Now, isn't it interesting to you that they're constantly censoring, removing, Anything on the media that has to do with resolving the COVID crisis, making you think that the only solution, if you're stupid and you're unobserved, the only solution is a vaccine, which is going to actually kill people and destroy their genetics. And it's a deal that Fauci and all these people are going to make millions of dollars on. Now, this is so criminal. This is why they call him the... uh, they call him the Ponzi scheme of medicine. I, I love that. I'm going to go back and get that book. I'm going to get both those books. That where the subtitle was the Ponzi, the Ponzi guy of modern medicine. Because I don't know why. You know, it's, it's amazing to me. Seventy nine. How many years do you have left? Right. How much money do you need? Does he? What does he want? What is he going to do with his money? You can't take it with you, as they say. Why? Why? Why wouldn't he want to save lives? Why would he, you know, I think the sad thing is he spent his life in labs and as a medical bureaucrat, but now he just, he can't, he can't resist the celebrity status. He's on the front of all kinds of magazines. It's interesting, you know, if the the country's really in dire straits because of the coronavirus, it's a common cold. If it's really in such dire straits. Why would he spend any time with his celebrity status and getting put on being named the most sexy man or the 15 top 15 most sexy man or be on the front of these magazine covers? I mean, what's up with that? If you're truly caring about human beings dying, it's just unbelievable. I just think that the whole thing is is so much. But Americans have become very stupid. Very stupid and very, very uh, complacent. Uh, Very complacent. Now, let me just wrap up here and talk about the the collapse in California. California. Now, uh, we have a few oil refineries 
because we are kind of an island to the rest of the country. You know, on the on the west, we have all water. On the east, we have these amazing mountain ranges that are very, they have to drive products over those mountain ranges to get them to us. And when it snows up there, it gets really bad to get them over, to get truck after truck after truck. We have 40 million people here. And we have a huge industry. Maybe we have the fifth or sixth largest economy in the world. We are in, include of, in, in terms of energy, we're an island here. We're like an island. We literally have to have fuel delivered by boat or rail or truck because we don't have enough refinery uh, space to create the fuel. Now, because of the COVID COVID problems, one of our largest and top refineries in California called Marathon Martinez in Martinez, California, which is down in the Bay Area. You can see the San Francisco Bay from Martinez. Uh, they're going to shut it down. And uh, with airlines and cruise ships virtually shut down, vehicle transportation at all-time low, the demand for fuels and petroleum derivative products made from petroleum are at an all-time low. So it's like, hey, we've got to shut down our plant. We're no use to having it here. So the Northern California refinery, one of the largest in the state, has just become a COVID victim. Because why? Because nobody needs to go to work. Everybody's going to work from home. We just parked the car, right? And this is a ripple effect, just like I've been trying to fly to Vietnam. And the airline industry, which uses, I mean, we, between Los Angeles, San Diego, and San Francisco, and Sacramento, we lose it. We use a phenomenal amount of fuel to push those jets. San Francisco and L.A. are pushing jets all, all to the other side of the world. They're loading them up with fuel here and shooting them all over the world. So the airline industry says they're not going to be back to full blast, they don't think, till 2024. I thought, man, that's a long time from now. So if you've ever been to the Bay Area, you see these foreign tankers that are sitting out in these uh, in the Bay waiting to unload. Because we do you know that under California, we have some of the greatest reserves in the world. But the environmentalists will not allow us to draw the oil out of the out of the ground here and manufacture it here or refine it here. But the environmentalists still want to drive around in cars and fly all over the world in petroleum-packing vehicles. So we don't want to run these refi- we don't want to run the refineries, or we don't want to build any more refineries. So we have it all brought to us, makes it very expensive. So we don't have right now. We don't have a great demand in California because Gavin Newsom has got the entire state shut down. Just think about about the fuel of all the parents and buses taking their kids to school. Hundreds of thousands of kids. I mean, we've probably got ten or 20,000 kids right here in the Yuba-Sutter area. We're just a podunk area of California. So California's dependency on other suppliers now has increased. We, we are importing more crude oil from foreign countries. We went from only... Importing uh, from foreign countries from 5% in 1992 to 58% today. 
we could be totally independent of foreign countries, but now we're in 1992 to today, we're 58 percent of total consumption come from foreign countries today. Doesn't have to be one. We don't have to do one anything from foreign countries. The imported crude oil costs Californians more than $60 million, not a year, a day. Yes, every day being paid to oil-rich foreign countries. And we deprive, we not only pay that money out, but then it robs us of jobs, careers, and business opportunities here. Why? Because we don't want, it's not like we don't have any oil under our ground. We got all kinds of oil here. Massive oil here. So as the economy starts to recover, we're going to be short of fuel. And and we're sitting on it, right? It's like sitting on an ice chest full of sandwiches and you're starving to death, but you think you're out of food. You can't get anything out of the ice chest because you're sitting on it. The near normal daily energy use for California's 145 airports. This is 145 airports in California, including 33 military, 10 major, and more than 100 general aviation airports was 13 million gallons of of, uh, aviation fuel. Or one-fifth of the nation's jet fuel consumption. We consume in California one-fifth of the entire nation's jet fuel consumption. California's 31 million registered vehicles were consuming 10 million gallons a day of diesel and 42 million gallons a day of gasoline. Think of it. Daily energy use for California's 145 airports, 13 million gallons of aviation fuels a day. A day. 42 million gallons of gas a day and diesel. And yet we have environmentalists that say, well, we don't want you to, we, we, we just want to make it. We have people that say, we don't want to put a pipeline in to here. That would be hard anyway. You can't go from the east. It's going over the Sierra Nevada mountain range is 9,000 square, 9,000 uh, feet up elevation in some areas. Best thing to do is have refineries and draw out our own oil right here. Environmentalists say, oh, we don't want to come in over the ocean. You know, what if we spill some? That's 65 million gallons of various fuels needed daily to run the California economy. So Marathon, Martinez, the immediate impacts, losing 1,000 jobs or so. Seven, most, most of them, 700 employees, and those are the, the companies that have been providing products and services to support the refinery. Um, California's already pay more than a dollar. I was just over in Nevada. I was up in Boise two weeks before. They were almost a dollar cheaper. In Boise, Nevada was about 50 cents. California is, honestly, people, the answer is simply to change the people that are running the state. Look what Trump did in terms of bringing businesses back. I just saw a a clip on uh, YouTube. I think it was in Iowa or Ohio. I always get those two states mixed up, but 
but they were going to shut a tank factory, the tank factory for the United States down. And they said, oh, we'll just buy tanks from other foreign countries. And he went and looked at the tank factory and he just said, I don't want to do that. I want to build them here. I want to be in control. And I think we build better tanks here. And he says, I don't want to let the the expertise of tank building come to pass because we'll probably never get it back again. So they kept the tank factory open in that state. You could say that a hundred times over on different things Donald Trump has done to repair the disaster that and the, the terrible things that Barack Obama did to un, un, unwind all our strategic strength. So we need to change who we elect, and we've got some real flaky Republicans, but we need to get some good conservative people that can change things around and know how to do it. We can't sit back. We need to fight. We need to fight. So uh, we're going to call it a week. And um, this week, I hope you do good. Sign up. Stand up for the right thing. Recall Gavin Newsom. Go down to the Thursday night event at the state capitol starting at 4, ending at 8. Let's all get down there and get it on. Have a great time. We need, to pro- we need to keep protesting. We need to exercise our constitutional rights, our rights to assemble. So if you see somebody out there that's new to you, be kind to them this week, and uh, God will bless you for it. Okay, see you later. We're so glad to see so many of you lovely people here tonight. We would especially like to welcome all the representatives of Illinois' law enforcement community who have chosen to join us here in the Palace Hotel Ballroom at this time. We certainly hope you all enjoy the show. And remember, people, that no matter who you are and what you do to live, thrive, and survive, there's still some things that make us all the same. You, me, them, everybody. Sugar to kiss, sugar to kiss. I need you, you.